dangerous. Beware, it's dangerous. There's gonna be one of us in a trip close zone because we're the private optimus. To the west, to the east, gonna find the way, it's ain't the way, all the way to Ahoy, and welcome back to Piecemeal. This is a One Piece book club podcast. I'm your Captain Tyler, and my Nakama joining me this week are Matt. If you're not prepared to die, don't come to these waters. Jason. Listen to my new single, Bone to be Wild. (laughs) (laughs) Justin. The first part was really rude. (laughs) Laura. He's the reason you're alive. Melissa. Women's intuition can be uncanny. Dave. If the entire world drank milk every day, crime would disappear from the face of the planet. Can you believe that? (laughs) And Theo. Only 100 fights per person per day. (laughs) That's the rules. (laughs) That's me. That's me reminding myself every time I go onto Twitter. (laughs) Oh, Uh Oh, that that works. And I hate it. Every week on this show, we read and discuss another volume of the famously ongoing manga One Piece. This week, we are reading volume 60 and a little bit of 61. Six, a little bit. A little just a little bit. Because a, little, a little treat. Just a little snack. Because we wanted a clean break at the time skip. So we had to continue mm-hmm. on a little bit. But What, what is this going to mean for future episodes? Uh, that 61 is just going to be a little shorter than usual. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get it back on track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but volume 60 is titled My Little Brother. Friendship is magic. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I, I was restraining myself. My little brother. You were being so strong. Oh. For about 0. 0.2 seconds. Our strength weak. is for nothing. <laughs> I'm the weakest link. <laughs> uh, I, have a, <clears throat> I have an email to read before we get going. Yay. Email. Ooh. This comes, this comes to us from Russell, who writes, Hello, piecemeal Nakama. It's your friendly longtime listener, first-time email rancher from the Frontier Pirates. Ah. Whoa. Whoa. Just want to say I've been a big fan of the piecemeal podcast and have, without a doubt, listened to all 50-plus episodes all the way through at least five-plus times. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Even I haven't done that. That just continues to blow my mind. <laughs> Uh, as the podcast is a terrific source of entertainment, commentary, and insight when I'm working on the ranch and conducting cattle drives. Yay. <laughs> oh, like a real, like a real, <laughs> like a ranch real, real with, rancher. Yeah, with, he, with he didn't use that shit. word lightly. Undoubtedly, uh, no when this email reaches your podcast, readers, both veteran and new, will be nearing the conclusion of what is probably one of the most significant arcs in One Piece, an arc which I believe sets the tone for the rest of the series to come. Well, you're damn right about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wouldn't you know it? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which brings me to something interesting Dave pointed out all the way back in Little Garden. Oh, boy. Little Garden? I've oh. also been re-listening to early episodes. What sins have you wrought, Dave? And just losing <laughs> losing my mind at... <laughs> Please, yeah, what is it? Are you uh, jokerifying yourself? I feel like this was a, a combo between you and I, Dave, this mm-hmm. conversation. Um, but Russell writes, when we first see the first image of Crocodile in Little Garden, Dave remarked how uh, y- y'all have essentially met the Frieza of One Piece. Mm. <laughs> oh. uh, it huh. got, got me thinking about parallels between One Piece and Dragon Ball as a whole. While I agree with Dave that Crocodile feels like that first real threatening villain in One Piece that has a clear upper hand on our band of straw hats, 
I feel as though Crocodile and Alabasta as a whole fits more in line with the Red Ribbon Army Saga from the original Dragon Ball. A yeah, I can see shady behind-the-scenes military organization looking to assert themselves and overthrow the current ruling king, while a plucky, happy-go-lucky hero topples them. The ranking systems are pretty similar, too. Just something fascinating I thought of when I uh, keep hearing that from Dave each time I get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not... I did not watch or read uh, original Dragon Ball, so it would, that kind of stuff wouldn't have occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I dig that. Uh, I even took the time to jot down what I thought were some pretty interesting parallel arcs between Dragon Ball and One Piece as a whole. I'm not going to read the whole list because it does include spoilers for upcoming One Piece arcs, but uh, East Blue Saga being the Son Goku Dragon Ball Saga, uh, Alabasta, Red Ribbon, Sky Island, Fortune Teller Baba, Water 7, uh, Tien Shinhan, Thriller Bark, King Piccolo, Summit War, the Saiyan Saga of DBZ, and next up, Fishman Island being the Namek Saga. Oh, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I also, I also uh, just today re-listened to the one where you made us uh, Price is Right guess when we were going to get to Fishman <laughs> Island. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're coming oh, up shit. on 600 now. So. We are. <laughs> it's getting real close. That was the first mention of Jimbei. Like, my God. It's, yeah. <laughs> All the way long, back at the Baratier. How long has he been planning mm, this? Yeah. <laughs> how long has he been playing us like fools? <laughs> playing us like a damn fiddle! Uh, in short, Dave and... Hey, I like that reference. <laughs> uh, in short, Dave and Peacemail Nakama, you've just got out of the original Dragon Ball and are now entering Z in terms of tone. God. <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, to relay this into a possible question for the most recent volume <laughs> that y'all have read, uh, what moment in any fiction you've consumed have you felt a story emphatically define the point in which the series transforms from where it initially started? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna. A story that would just really give you a sense of like this ain't this ain't your mom's yeah uh, thing that you remember, or it's it's not what it seemed like it was going to be. Like it's Ooh. it's going in a different direction Ooh. now. I got one. I got one. Please. Um. I I I was going to um open up with uh open up with Harry Potter mm-hmm. um because of uh book four when the like yeah. when like a kid dies and yeah. it's like oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah that was uh, yeah. that mm-hmm. was where my brain immediately went to. Um, and then it shifts into the Saiyan saga of Harry, or the DBZ of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that thick, that thick has to be out there. Yeah, um, but I thought of one, uh, but I thought of an even better one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the end of book two, Earth of Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where that, that, for oh. sure, that saga mm. ends with a real Empire Strikes Back vibe. <laughs> where it's, mm-hmm. it's like, we are down bad. We are retreating <laughs> yeah. to lick our wounds. And like the the if you rewatch Avatar, like because you know we remember Avatar with like the super heavy, the heavy moments, but like Avatar starts very much like Dragon Ball. Like it's goofy shit. It's mm-hmm. yeah. kids it's, being it's, kids. It, it starts out like it's um, a kid show. Yeah. Like emphatically, it's a kids show. Um, yeah, and then I, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of those 
of of that of Steven Universe. Yeah, that was gonna be my yeah. answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good call. Um, uh, What's the point for uh, in that one though? Uh, I was gonna Steven say Universe? jailbreak. Jailbreak. Yeah, jailbreak. Yeah, jailbreak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. jailbreak. Yeah. Or when yeah. Lapis shows up. That too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is, is jailbreak the ocean gym? The mm-hmm. big, uh, the big music one over with that's the, the that's when they go okay, into the big yeah. handshake and there's like the, happens. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's that's what it was for me too. Amphibia definitely has a moment mm. like that. I can't pinpoint <laughs> when it was for me. Yeah, because... I, I haven't watched any of, of Amphibia. I only know anything about it via Twitter uh, gifts that people post, yeah. and it seems like it becomes a very different oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, moments uh, like I'm that happening boat. moments like that happening in a kid's show is, ex- is also extra special yeah. because it, it usually times with someone going transitioning from being a child to being a teenager mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and becoming yeah. more mature themselves so they're maturing with the show yeah. i guess amphibia kind of has several the big one for me is like the end of season two yep that's what i was gonna say yeah <laughs> yeah um, the one i was gonna say is uh jojo's bizarre adventure Ooh. specifically part three where part one and two you get the kind of feeling that it's um it's not only just with the like in the the, the power systems that, that transfer between the two, but also the way Araki writes the series. Mm-hmm. Like one and two, it's very experimental. It's all it's very um, basing around what's popular at the time. Yeah, it, it's um, it's Where, it, it's a it's a very it's a very fist of the North Star. Yeah, part one is definitely it's part one is kind of like trying to be like what's popular. And part two is um, subverting what's popular. Yes. And then in part three, he, he kind of like finds his own voice. Yeah. And that's where he like really starts to take off. And that's yeah, prob- partly hear... why part three is still today the most popular one. <laughs> yeah. I I hear from, from many, and I'm still on part three, but I hear from many that part three is where Jojo like really starts, starts. Mm-hmm. Becomes yeah. what it You're is. Not... Yeah. yeah. Essentials, JoJo. I feel like I can like this is very early, but uh, Hunter Hunter when they leave Whale Island. Mm-hmm. Oh when, yeah. When it's like, oh, this isn't the type of setting you thought it was, <laughs> and yeah. it just opens up everything that's possible in the in the story. And then it continues to do it every single arc following. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I also looked yeah. over at my bookshelf and saw Young Wizards, which everybody read it. I'm going to keep saying it. Um, eventually, I'll get everyone to read Kill Six Billion Demons, and then I'll move on to that series. Um, but you can't Baby as soon steps. as I'm done with One Piece, Dave. Oh, that's cruel, Tyler. Um, <laughs> because you know full well it's gonna finish, and yeah. then you're gonna finish reading it, and then you're gonna go start it again. No, I've already done. I'm going to start it again before it finishes, probably. Uh, but I, anyway, I, I, you can't. I can't say it about um, Young Wizards because that happens in every individual book, like <laughs> reliably, like every single one of those books. You get to the end and like, wait, what? How the fuck did we get here? <laughs> this was about somebody coming home from school. <laughs> At the I beginning, I I think of shows like like The Good Place is a good example Ooh. of a show that like turns a hard corner at the end of every episode. Yeah, at least uh, like the first season or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I I think there's shows that start kind of shallowly in their premise and then get deeper and deeper like yeah, it almost feels crazy... like they were just trying to get a foot in the door right like crazy ex-girlfriend 
I yeah. don't think I've even finished because the last season was like it got too much for me emotionally <laughs> in my brain space. So I still haven't finished that. Um, and I think most recently, um, Our Flag Means Death. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to yeah. say Our Flag Means Death. Yeah, mm, in terms of, one too. of what you're... Uh, what you're advertised versus what you get. Yeah. <laughs> and from what I know about that show, they had to do it that way. Oh, but they didn't, though. Because, you don't think I so? Mean, based <laughs> off of, I mean, based off of every other show in existence, they didn't. But they did, and I love them for it. <laughs> There's a second question in the email. It might take some more time to think about, so I'll just pose it now. Uh, it might not be as quick to mind as the other one. But... Mm. Uh, it is what interesting parallels have you spotted between inspired fictions uh, in which the author does an interesting job transforming themes or plot points which inspired them to write to begin with such as with Dune to Star Wars or A Song of Ice and Fire to Lord of the Rings hmm. oh that's the kind of sit I'm obsessed another with. really <laughs> good question damn yeah. that's a yeah. very good question um, I, I love finding what influenced a creator yeah. and then Spotting the DNA of the thing that they were influenced <laughs> oh, by. Yeah, Absolutely. you can trace. Do you can trace so many things so far back to Dune. Yeah, yeah. I was actually watching. Um, um, fuck, I just drew a blank on it. Uh, Flash, Flash Gordon. I was watching Flash Gordon uh, a little while ago, and was just like, "God damn, this is this is Star Wars." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is where Star Wars came That's from. Where it was birthed. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's the experience I had. Like watching through Dragon Ball Z with you guys was like, oh, every mm. piece of children's media I've watched within recent years has been made by animators who grew up on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. <laughs> or who grew up on Sailor Moon, or mm-hmm. who grew up with Utena. Utena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my god, watching Turning Red. Yeah. Oh, I They're aggressive with it, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. There, like, there when you no can, shame in there. When yeah. you can, we're not hiding. We're just... This is a love letter. I think mm-hmm. that yeah. Venture Brothers is just a show about this question. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. I mean, I think, I think one of the big ones that has inspired this whole genre of is, uh, like, Groundhog Day. Mm. All those, mm. all those Groundhog Day type yeah. Uh, yeah. shows. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, Russian Doll most recently, but like, um, or actually, there was something else more recent. And I can't think of what it was, but um, oh, was it like the Palm Springs, whatever? Just what people do with time loops now. Yeah, yeah, um, just the the different die kill repeat. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Mara, I think yeah. is what it's called. God, how God, how many creators? <laughs> can say that they have made that indelible a mark on the culture. Unbelievable. As creation. And yeah, and Groundhog Day, this is a fucking, um, you know, like like a goofy-ass, mm-hmm. you know, comedy, like ostensibly a comedy. <laughs> like every, that, That's the kind of thing that makes me think like and even, every... Even that? Yeah, just like all media criticism is just complete <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> like, like I don't care anything that you have to say about, you know, Dostoevsky or whatever. Like, you need to be talking about Groundhog Day, <laughs> you know? And ev- But even Groundhog Day is itself a send-up to It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Good point. yeah. yeah. It's, it, goes, it goes all the way down. 
But, and I think that also, I mean, it's just indicative of, like, you know, you can say every story's already been told, but, like, you, there's so much you can do. Yeah. With the telling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always hate it when people say that in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, like, I don't, I don't think that's a negative thing. I, mean, I, I feel like it's, I, I like to think of it as a, Every story's a, a been release. told, so tell your story. Yeah, like yeah. A, a release of, of don't take it, like, don't stress out about it so much. Like, yeah. every yeah, story's right. been told, just go. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> it hasn't been told your way. Right. Right. Like, we, yeah. we, we've heard we've heard so many voices, but, I, you know, I don't think we've heard yours. Like, yeah. I, you know? It's funny, it's not, It's this is not actually, this is not the answer to the question, but, like, when you're, you're talking about this, what I first thing that actually came to mind is Hades uh, mm. specifically for in the mm. gameplay perspective yeah, yeah. like that game is is genius that's one of the best games ever made and from a gameplay perspective there's really nothing new about it it's just Mm-mm. that subgenre executed like maybe better than anyone has ever executed it and that's yeah. fine that's awesome yeah. they made a fucking great yeah. game that was their goal yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's the pinnacle of what it is <laughs> yeah. yeah and then the story and- of course is very original um, but then also, again, iteration on things that came before, conversation with things that came before. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, and people have continued to make games in that genre of that type, and they've done well. So, yeah, like, and they will. Yeah. And and one it's, day someone will surpass Hades. And, uh, there's an audience And for the everything. cycle continues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the will, inherited will, passes yeah. on. No, the inherited oh, will no. of... Uh, action-oriented, like, isometric roguelikes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, well, it's real. I mean, in, in, real. in sincerity, though, I, yeah. I believe in... I believe that good art is iteration. Yeah. Wait, can wait, we, wait, Can we wait, start calling... Wait. Quick, can we start calling roguelikes the inherited will of rogue? <laughs> well, no, like, my brain just... My brain just put so many pieces together all at once. Yeah. I, oh, I, I was about to make a, make a joke about, like, all first-person shooters are the inherited will of doom, and then I remembered... Is that what the D stands for? We <laughs> already said, does the D stand for Doom? It does. <laughs> can you can you run Doom on the Pluton? <laughs> can, can you run Doom on Frankie? Oh, oh yes. the answer. You can yeah. run Skyrim on Frankie. The answer has to be yes. Yeah. yeah. Especially considering FPS, this volume. 60 FPS. Uh, I mean, I have always been a huge fan of, um, like, (laughs) especially with, um... uh, Sorry, I'll be fine. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. I've I've always been a huge fan of, um, the DNA of, like, I used to focus on showrunners. I'm like, oh, Mm. they used to board, you know, they run this show, but they used to do board cleanup on this show, who was run by this oh, guy, yeah. who used yeah. to be a key animator for this guy back in yeah. the 90s. Yes. I yeah. love following that. Yeah. Because you can yeah. see this sort of, um, you can see a huge stylistic family tree, um, mm-hmm. especially if you go back to, like, I, I want to say, shoot, I forget, Maxwell Adams of um, Grim, uh, Grim and Grim Mandy. And yeah, Grim and, uh, Evil. and Evil Concarne, uh, yeah. I want to say he was a border on... Either I am Weasel or SpongeBob. Oh, um, I am Weasel would yeah. make so much sense. <clears throat> yeah, and you can follow. I th- and I want to say that a couple of the showrunners for like Chowder and Flapjack started in or near um, the production team for Rocko's Modern Life. And yeah. oh god, I could be. I, I used to have. 
I used to have this this whole like family tree memorized, so I could, <laughs> I could be switching some things around. That's but awesome. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Could you yeah. could you actually reread the question, Tyler, for me? Uh, <laughs> what interesting parallels have you spotted between inspired fictions of work in which the author does an interesting job transforming themes or plot points which inspired them to write to begin with, such as Dune to Star Wars yeah. or A Song of Ice and Fire to Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Ooh, how about mm. um, any of uh, Ursula K. Le Guin's written works, especially the Earthsea stuff, interpreted and and sort of written around and about by uh, uh, comic author Evan Dom? Oh, I see a oh, lot of... Of Earthsea uh, underpinning stuff in Dom's work. Oh, you're so right. Holy crap. Parentheses, fully complimentary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Everybody read Rice Boy and, oh, uh, yeah. yes. and, and Order of Tales yeah. and Vatu. Like, oh, my so, Lord. <laughs> we're, um, we're sorry, Russell. The opening bit of this is just us <laughs> recommending other cool stuff to read and watch. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the inevitability of that type of right. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, it's my actual... Oh, sorry. What's that? What's going on? Uh, I was going to say it's a little bit outside the scope of the question, but I've been noticing uh, again in a lot of like the stuff that I watch on like Disney Plus animated stuff, um, things from like mental health, um, cognitive behavior therapy, or like trauma theory, sort of making its way into uh, into art and, mm. and creators sort of showing yeah. their yeah, yeah. engagement with those theories. Yeah, I mean, I, I I could tell you the number of times I've been. I worked. My, I was worked away from a spiral by um, humming the bars to "Here Comes a Thought" from Stephen Universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Hmm. The um, I feel I I was I kept thinking like all of my answers are so like self-referential and and like <laughs> inside baseball or whatever. And then I realized that part of the reason for that is that um, so much of the stuff I like kind of inhabits the space of fan fiction, like. Mm. All licensed fan fiction, all licensed fiction is just fan fiction. Yeah. Like once you mm-hmm. once you pay attention, it follows exactly the same <laughs> trends. The, the um, serial numbers shaved the different, off. Yeah. <laughs> to, some, to some extent, like the way that the way that writers interact with the source material in licensed fiction has yeah. exactly the same categories and patterns as in you know so the stuff that gets posted on Ao3 or whatever. Mm. And like that would actually be my answer. I mean, if you want like a like a you know, like an actual media answer. It's like mm-hmm. the Last Jedi, like the new Star Wars stuff in conversation with the old Star Wars stuff. Uh, I think is so interesting. But um, like when you read, like like the kind of fan fiction that takes something about the source work and like like usually something that is like not well regarded or people say doesn't make sense or people don't like, and they like turn it on its head a little bit and present a context in which it does make sense and like enriches the source work as a result that's that's kind of what what i what, what i think of in that in that case like i never shut up about warhammer 40k and like <laughs> all of my favorite warhammer 40k fiction is about doing stuff like that with that source mm. material not to bloat this question even further, but like <laughs> you, you, you just it's made Tyler, me think it's ab- too late. Yeah, you just made me think about it. Like you can apply it even to the way that things are drawn in yeah. manga and anime. Oh, completely. Like I was in preparation for a couple weeks from now. I was rereading the like pilots of Romance Dawn before One Piece became a serialized manga, and there are some characters in there that are just straight up Toriyama drawings. 
Yeah. Like, it it <laughs> feels like he just he was trying to emulate Toriyama really really Fuck. hard in the early days. Fucking Dark Souls Arrogance. and Berserk. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You, I, I was... you you reference, you iterate and you become. Yeah. 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 Mm. I was thinking the other day about how Goku's hair uh, which is iconic in itself was uh, originally inspired by Astro Boy. <laughs> Uh, oh. in the, in its oh my shape. god! Yeah, which it was, kind of it kind of moves around. Yeah, which was itself inspired by Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But Mickey Mouse, because <laughs> right. the shape yeah. stays the same. Oh my yeah. gosh! And yeah. the the eyes. So the, without Mickey Mouse, there's no Goku. Where the <laughs> the big eyes were inspired by Snow White. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of anime's tropes were inspired by like old 30s and 40s American cartoons. Mm-hmm. I I have an answer that's kind of a combination of the two questions, um, mm-hmm. wherein if you watch the work of uh, Ikuhara, Kunihiko Ikuhara, in order, <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you find this just distilling down of themes until things become more and more concentrated and the symbolism becomes more it's like watching the a a realistic painting slowly turn into a cubist painting, <laughs> where like he started on Sailor Moon and then went to Utena, and then Penguin Drum, Yurikuma Arashi, and most recently Sarazanmai. And if you watch in order, which I accidentally did. Um, <laughs> It's and I was glad that I did because, God, if you just jump straight in to Yurikuma or Sarazanmai, you're gonna be like, what, what is this? <laughs> but like, knowing the background of his use of of themes and and what he he leans on, it's like, okay, we're just we're just condensing it down. The pot's been on the stove for a while. We're getting we're getting a syrup. We had a nice soup before. We're reducing. You were, we're, we had a nice soup. We're getting into a, a, a brick. This still has a lovely taste to it. It's just, there's just, it, it sure is concentrated. Oh, my actual answer is um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. I'll bring it again. Uh, it influence on the Street Fighter series. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's blatant to the point where a Rocky could probably make a legal case against Capcom. (laughs) (laughs) If you you put Guile from Street Fighter next to uh, 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 Oh, I just drew a fucking name. Stroheim, yeah, Stroheim from uh, Part 2. It's, yeah. (laughs) And then there's Jury, who's Jolene. Almost directly. Too many. Yeah. Oh. Um, the big bad from Third Strike is the Pillarman. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I'll wrap up this email now so that we can read one. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we do? I thought we just talked oh, about Yeah, this media. is a One Piece podcast. I mean, this, we've, we've laid out a pretty good proof of concept for a podcast here in the past <laughs> few minutes, so. <laughs> uh, Russell ends saying, uh, enjoy your continued reading of this magical epic of pirates, Nakama, and freedom. Your friendly beef provider of the Frontier Pirates. 
Thank you. So thank, thank you for that email that <laughs> got yeah. us thirty minutes of conversation. <laughs> Yo, thank you, Russell. Thank you, you thanks for the email. Beef. What a, thanks yeah. for the beef. <laughs> you are the backbone of whatever country you're in. <laughs> By the way, um, I, I have done my search on archive of our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are seventy-eight works um, that have both Harry Potter and Dragon Ball, but most of them <laughs> I say don't count. Um, because they're like gigantic multiverse fics mm. that have like 50 fandoms oh, in yeah. them. Okay. That doesn't uh, count. Lame. Yeah. Probably like 10 or so of the actual things. Which I is... want the I want the pure content. <laughs> yes. Give me the crossover. Yeah. Like, which, We've uh, already which... seen the ultimate showdown. Right. We don't need it exactly. And, and it's like, you know, it's like oh, 10 Harry Potter Dragon Ball crossovers. It's like the Doofenshmirtz meme. Well, you know, I'd only have 10 cents, but weird that it happened 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Briefly, how did everybody enjoy opening 14? Very much. Fight yeah, together. Good. I liked it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Big fan. It's Very good feelings. to remember all these good times where we yeah. met all our good friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't have too much to say about it because I have too much to say about it. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it's perfect. I would change nothing oh. about it. In that case, oh, <laughs> not not to be contrarian on purpose. Uh-huh. I found it boring and I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're more of an opening oh. twelve fan, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you can see on which side your bread is buttered. Well, listeners, whatever reaction you have to it, you know it's. You, you've got you're in good company <laughs> either way yeah we run the gamut here <laughs> but if you do want to at me you gotta stay tuned to the rest of the show to find out how uh, uh, see see now we're talking <laughs> uh, I'll start with the author's note this week Oda writes there's this Japanese legend called the standing death of Benkei hey oh. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> I was just yeah. talking about that last week. Yeah, you beat him out by a week. <laughs> Bam! All right, sorry. Uh, I think it's the coolest way for a man to die. The death of the Great White Beard in the previous volume epitomizes this saying. And while we're talking about the great warrior Ben K, I just want to say he and I are just alike. Yeah, I heard this thing about him, and it's quite a coincidence. We both feel like crying when we bump our shins. We're so much alike. That's what it means to be a man among men. All right, let's start volume 60. This guy. What a guy. A man among men. (laughs) A human of the world. Yeah, I'm I'm just like Achilles in every way. I also have a weak ankle. (laughs) Still no cover story until we get to the new world, but uh, anybody have any favorite of these, like, pair covers? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, I, I love Hannibal and Magellan just fish. Just fish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, these two are. I mean, I don't know. It's like uh, Magellan is a complete monster. Hannibal, you know, he just kind of works there. I think, but I like it because it's. I like it's clear that Magellan is actually coming to respect him. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's cool. It's all cool now. At all, but also their personalities haven't changed at all either. Yeah, Hannibal <laughs> is wearing a shirt that says promotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then also, it's time for some Crocus and Rayleigh fan cells. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, the cover of uh, 596 is heartbreaking. 
Yeah. Um, but maybe we'll get to exactly why. What a bastard. In a little yeah. bit. Yeah, like, Oda, you uh... fucking piece of shit. <laughs> You're even worse than Hanyaval. So, <laughs> so I swear to that to that, that Crocus and Rayleigh fan service <laughs> that we've just been dying for. Um, Etchira, why did you also make that the cover where Crocus, uh, like, jams his, like, sopping wet toes in the, into the into the foreground for us, the audience? Didn't care Covering for that all part. Bases. He knows what the people want. He's... he's... It's toes! <laughs> he's, he's a real champion of the Vox Populi. <laughs> Uh, I was actually kind of a fan of the, um, even though even though we all hate a Kainu here, mm-hmm. um, uh, I did like him and Kizaru just doing a bonsai together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, and also it's, uh, it's I, fun watching him not destroy something for a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's almost makes him scarier that he's capable of like this something that requires such careful, gentle attention. Yeah, and, like precision. It's it's not just that it's in his nature; he chooses this violence. Yeah. Well, you could also interpret it as because Kizaru is just like over his shoulder. He's like trying to show him how to do it. <laughs> I like, um, I just, I just like that Kizaru is, you know, he's Kizaru. Like, he's yeah. clearly exactly Absolutely. the same when he's off duty. It's like, oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> uh, I don't know why it's, it's such a simple one, but I really like the one where the very clearly tipsy Hina is dragging Smoker into another bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're... As he they're gestures really, towards a taxi camel. Their relationship is great. Previously, in an attempt to prevent the execution of his brother Ace, Luffy fights his way to Navy headquarters, where he is joined by Whitebeard and his pirates. But waiting for them there are the most powerful warriors the Navy can muster. A battle erupts such as the world has never seen. With the help of his allies, Luffy struggles to pass the Navy's fearsome defenses and rescue Ace. But at the last moment, Ace suffers a mortal wound from Akainu and dies before Luffy's eyes. The great pirate Whitebeard is killed as well in this legendary battle. Luffy is spirited away to the Island of Women where he recovers, but the loss of his brother torments him. What is the nature of the bond between Luffy and Ace? Now, for the first time, the secrets of their past are revealed. It all begins ten years ago. <laughs> ah, the black borders. We start in the black borders. <laughs> but it's fine, and it's funny, because Luffy just jams his fist into his face on accident. <laughs> <laughs> Luffy, Ace, and Sabo are practicing fighting together. Only 100 fights per day per person, and Luffy doesn't win ever. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I do, I do like that we're shown there's trial and error to the gum cum pistol. It's yeah. taken a lot of time to get it's, to where it is. He mostly just punches himself in the face with it. Ace doesn't <laughs> even have to do anything to do the why you hit yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they also more or less become self-sufficient, catching their own meals and selling the hides in Edgetown on the other side of the wall of Great Terminal. They start their own country. <laughs> They become uh, the Lost Boys. Yeah. They they sell the <laughs> hides much. in town when they're not doing the old three kids in a trench coat routine to go beat up street punks. <laughs> three kids in a trench coat. It's my favorite trope. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this, and this is actually three kids in a trench coat, not Baskerville. The narrator reads, This is the kingdom of Goa. Thought to be the most beautiful land of the East Blue, it is spotlessly clean. It is considered a successful example 
of a society where everything unnecessary is removed. Mm. Mm. Red flags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good thing. The, yeah, I was about to say, good thing these panels aren't colorized <laughs> because those those flags atop the minarets would be <laughs> would be bright and crimson. Uh, one day, after dining and dashing <laughs> oh, from a restaurant in Central Town, Sabo <laughs> was spotted by an aristocrat who called out to him. Sabo feigned ignorance on who the man was until Luffy and Ace made him fess up later. Turns out that Sabo was born into nobility and is not an orphan at all. Hmm. He's and not a cotton chimney sweep of one bit. That That's man calling out to him. Cravat. Yeah, the man calling out to him was his father. Uh, when they asked him why he'd want to run out on a life of luxury, Sabo explained, All they care about is wealth and status, not me. If I can't marry a girl from the royal family, I'm no better than trash. So they forced me to study and take lessons every single day. Then they'd fight if I couldn't learn fast enough. I was just a nuisance in that house. I may not be an orphan, but I've always been alone. The aristocrats looked down on Trash Mountain, but it's still better than that suffocating highland. Ace, Luffy, let's go out to sea someday. Let's get out of this country so we can be free. I want to see the world and write a book about it. And navigation is the one thing that I like to study. So let's get strong and become pirates. Oh, Sabo, can you say that one more time for the camera so it can be extra heartbreaking <laughs> later? Can we get another take? What What's breaking my heart about Luffy is, like, the first friend he made was Zoro, who's very similar to Ace. Very, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. fighty, hot-headed, kind of grumpy. And and then the second friend he made was a navigator. Oh, no. He went, he went and redid his family. <laughs> He's like maybe th- maybe this one will. will He's uh, reenacting will... his trauma. <laughs> maybe this one will stick. Yep. <laughs> that hurt. I like. I really like. I felt that this uh, this kind of message like it's very easy to oversell it and make it like not work by over focusing on it. <laughs> but One Piece has more than earned the right to do this, where it's like. Hey, unequal societies are bad for literally everyone involved, including the people on top. Yeah. Everyone involved is miserable, and everything everything is horrible. Three boys make pledges together on what they'll do when they get older. Uh, the Luffy's is cut off, and is met with shocked silence from Ace and Sabo. <laughs> Seems like whatever he said was pretty silly and childish, because Sabo starts cracking up. And Melissa, I mean, you and I, I have had a conversation about this. Do you want to talk yes. about it? <laughs> huh. Um, so it's part part of the problem is Japanese being kind of vague. <laughs> Contextual. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll uh, I'll just say to, to set it up uh, in the viz. It seems like Luffy's about to say, I'm going to be the Pirate King, like he always does. Yeah. But for whatever reason, right. it's cut off. We don't get to hear what he actually says that makes them react this way. Which seems like an interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. Like, why, why would you why would, that Yeah, why would that be <laughs> obfuscated a thousand us? times. Yeah, so there could be a lack of specificity in Japanese that I think is the same thing that has led to some of the recent discourse online regarding <laughs> Oda's announcement of starting the final right. fill in the blank Portion of your right. translation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the 
my interpretation of what the Japanese says it feels more like a they've said their thing and then Luffy's like okay if that's what we're doing here's for me like it's not it's not the same pattern as how he always says I'm yeah, gonna be the pirate it, king it's not like a as declarative mm-hmm. oh huh so what do like what do you what do you think we're supposed to be getting out of it that he didn't say that here like it, I think I think Viz yeah. kind of messed up by implying that he said that here. It it feels like it feels like Luffy kind of I mean maybe I mean he he must have said something about being a pirate because mm-hmm. because then they're talking about all three of them being captains. Yeah. But like the the language in it to me feels more like a kid playing along with them or you know two kids saying oh i really want to be an astronaut and the third kid being like i want to be an astronaut too and being like mm-hmm. okay but like do you actually understand what that means <laughs> <laughs> oh. like where it's it's like it's cute but kind of laughable because it's a little kid saying it and you're like that would be that'd be great honey sure <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm being vague about this because i obviously know more about it than i can say just yet but Uh, my takeaway is that he told them a different dream here than the one that we are familiar with. Mm -hmm. Mm. So that's just worth keeping in mind for now. Luffy. Intriguing, yeah. I I also want to say while we're talking about the language that I noted in, in looking at the Japanese text that we've joked a bit about Sabo having like the cockney <laughs> kind of thing and i don't know what he sounds like in the in the anime but um uh but he d- he does use uh that kind of like rough tough japanese oh does he say ore or ore lots of lots of does lots of nays oh. lots of oh. daios, <laughs> like it's and it, it so he's, feels he's to a street me like, tough. He's a street yeah. tough. He's and, an and urchin. It, yeah, and like knowing about him, it feels to me like he is purposefully speaking like that he's to distance himself. Mm. Yeah, to oh. distance himself yeah. from his family. Because that Luffy and, and Ace don't speak like that. Interesting. That's so good. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat touch that we unfortunately lose in the English. Yeah. The boys are disappointed that each of them aspire to be captains, so they can't sail with each other. But Ace has a plan to seal their bond, because he stole some sake from Dadan. <laughs> this little rascal. Love that. He's a familiar panel. He tells the other two, if you exchange cups, it makes you brothers. When we become pirates, we might not be on the same ship together, but the three of us will always be brothers. No matter where we are or what we do, this bond will never be broken. Starting today, we're brothers. Yeah. yeah. I adore the panel of Ace pulling out the liquor. Just being like, you know about this? <laughs> <laughs> some, some kids knowing they're breaking the rules. Yeah, it's definitely like kid rating, <laughs> rating the cabinet kind of. This little rapscallion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I brought it up very briefly in the past, but does anybody remember the name of the Yakuza ritual for sharing cups to become brothers. Oh. It's Sakazuki, a.k.a. Ake, or uh-huh. uh, Akainu's real name. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Oh, what? God. 
That's kind of a mean thing that Oda did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I didn't even. I didn't even connect that. Oh God, that. Next, wow. you're gonna tell me. Next, you're gonna tell me there's something really tragic backstory on Borsellino. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be more okay with it on him than Anaka Inu. A montage of antics ensues over several pages, and they're all great. Yeah. Garp shows there, up in yeah. a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, Garb shows up to beat their asses. I like the, he, he's only in two panels, and I love how much is communicated just in the first panel that he's in, where it perfectly is like, hey, I showed up out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> After, hey, like, it's I, Grandpa. It's, it's, I'm I, on vacation. I got PTO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You oh, guys haven't it's... heard from me in, in six months. Yeah. I like that it's like a mirroring pose with um, I forget her name, but at the top of the page, and Makano. it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, I'm here to help, and no, I'm here to beat you up. So, <laughs> different yeah, characters. They are, they are also visited by Makano, the barmaid from chapter one, who mm-hmm. sews them new clothes when she comes to visit. I love her. Uh, yeah, with a great. new, uh, with a new weird kanji for Ace every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They build a treehouse and they leave to Dawn a note telling her that they are going independent. <laughs> <laughs> and they sign it ASL, which is very funny. Yeah. The more to Dawn is on screen, the more I love her. Yeah. She grows on you. Yeah. Oh. I, like I a, will like say a fine rash. <laughs> oh. Aw. These these series of pages are partly what inspired me to do a uh, a textless comic. Yeah, because I just Ooh. I just love reading this kind of. Yeah, like you, you don't you don't need text. Yeah, for this. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he could probably get away with a lot of these pages without text yeah. if he wanted to. But all of the good times end one day when Sabo's father finally catches up with them. Working together with the Blue Jam Pirates, he reclaims his son, and in return for Luffy and Ace's safety, Sabo agrees to return home with his father. This makes Luffy's language when he talks about needing to get stronger so no one will have to go away again makes so much more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I hate to have to interrupt uh-huh. this. Yeah. But then we get to the first SBS <laughs> and where uh, of course there's two things. Oh, why does Admiral the Fleet Sengoku get Salmon Row on his head when he uses his powers? <laughs> and Oda's just like, this is bad. Sengoku is starting to look like food to me. <laughs> and then someone asks, what is Admiral Sengoku's power? And Oda says, see, if you ask like a normal human being, I'll answer like one. <laughs> and he says that... has been the secret this whole time. <laughs> yeah. And, and he says that Sengoku's devil fruit is the human human fruit Buddha model. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me? So there's models of the human fruit, like there are for dogs and birds. Like, Is there a model for, like, cop? Like, firemen? <laughs> like, I didn't... As the, as the famous song lyrics goes, you and me, baby, we ain't nothing but mammals. <laughs> the amazing thing about this mm-hmm. is that it's it's so crazy to read. Yeah. And, and yet, when you think about what we know about the relevant fruits it would be, like, actively incorrect if this wasn't the case. Yeah. <laughs> because they're, like, every zoentype is in a category. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. With models. Right, and if there was mm-hmm. just one human-human fruit, that would be an anomaly. So it's, like, it's one of those infuriating things where not only does this make sense, 
we should have been able to predict it. We had all the necessary information. <laughs> Makes me Wasn't wonder it? if Choppers is a model. Mm, Indeed. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, and then, uh, and then, of course, Oda caps off by saying, "I'm not sure if it's I, can, a... I'm not sure if I can call Buddha a mythical beast, but it's just a biological category. Please leave it at that." <laughs> <laughs> it's biology. <laughs> Blue Jam takes Luffy and Ace back with him to his ship and tries to convince them that Sabo is better off without them, and probably was only pretending to like them for cheap kicks. Thanks to the Porchemi, you know those rich types, yeah, just slumming it for fun. Uh, thanks to the Porchemi incident, he is also shorthanded, so he offers to pay the boys if they help him out with a little job. All they gotta do is deposit some boxes to spots marked on a map on the mountain. Oh, this 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 put a knot in my stomach. <laughs> something Don't do it, kids. Something bad is happening here. Those those are boxes also red flags. Don't worry about what it. What is this? It ain't exactly clear. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the noble district, Sabo refuses to sell out Ace and Luffy and continually takes credit for his crimes to his father's disgust. In the end, his father has to pay off the guards for their discretion. Sabo is brought home and introduced to his new adopted brother, Steli. Oh boy. Man, fuck Steli. (laughs) Fuck Steli. All my homies hate Steli. Steli's just doing his best to navigate a bad system. But he also is a little shit. That, yeah, that he's is a little too true. into it. Yeah. For my yeah, taste. he's a little too good at it. Yeah. Uh, if if Stelly's the big bad, I will f- feel okay with that. Well, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Uh, Sabo's parents had basically replaced him as soon as he'd run away, so as not to lose progress on their upward mobility in high society. Gross. Anybody want to read for Stelly and Sabo? <sighs> I want to be Stelly. Please be Stelly. I mean, someone, you have to give me a break from reading all the horrible shit heels in this comic. (laughs) (laughs) Please, Theo. I'll do a Sabo. Hey, big brother. I heard you're stupid. (laughs) Ha ha. Father and mother have been saying that behind your back. But you sure have the devil's own luck. Tomorrow night, they're going to burn all the trash. If you stayed at Trash Mountain, you'd have been killed. Though, personally, I was hoping the real son would never come back. Hey, hey, what are you doing, Trash Boy? You stink! Get away from me! What did you just say? Tell me everything. They're gonna set fire to Grey Terminal? That's right. Of course you wouldn't know. You weren't here. It was decided months ago. Did you know that the inspection team of the world government is making its rounds in the East Blue? They'll arrive in the Kingdom of Goa in three days. It's causing a huge hubbub. The world aristocrats, the celestial dragons are on that ship. The royal families want to curry their favor by burning this nation's trash. Once Trash Mountain is gone, Goa will be perfectly clean. What are you talking about? How is that even possible? A lot of people live up there. They'll lose all their homes. They make their living off that mountain of garbage. Let go! Didn't you hear me? They're going to burn this country's trash. All of it! Even the people? Hey, where are you going? Don't you know what floor we're on? Brother, hey! Eh, this has nothing to do with me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sabo rushes around town, where he spots men in hazmat suits finalizing the plans to burn Grey Terminal, but the next day he's surprised to find that none of the other nobles seem too perturbed by the news. And in fact, they were already quite aware and just don't care at all. Hmm, dark. Mm -hmm. Ace and Luffy finally hear the whole plan from Blue Jam, who also wants to know where they're hiding his treasure still. That night, Grey Terminal goes up in flames. Soldiers stand guard over the gate in hazmat suits, executing any of the people trying to flee from the mountain to the safety of the town. Blue Jam and his men approach the gate, having worked out a deal with the king, who promised to make Blue Jam and his crew into aristocrats. However, they have been duped and left to die in the fire like all the rest. If someone uh, promises you they can make you an aristocrat, go the other direction. No, <laughs> Sabo tries to go to the mountain to rescue Ace and Luffy, uh, but is cast aside by the guards at the gate. A cloaked figure approaches him, asking him what's wrong. Sabo says, Mister, the ones responsible for this fire are the royal family and the aristocrats. It's true. This town stinks worse than Trash Mountain. It's filled with the stink of rotten people. If I stay here, I'll never be free. I'm ashamed I was born an aristocrat. And this is the story about how Sabo became an anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cloaked figure, none other than Monkey D. Dragon, tells Sabo, I understand. I was born in this country too, but I still don't have the power to change it. Dragon is pulled away by a cloaked Evenkov, who tells him that their preparations are ready. Uh, while Great Terminal and all its inhabitants turn to ash, the king of Goa whines about how bright it is outside, despite being nighttime. Oh, and yuck, man. Let, let me tell you, not a single panel of this manga has made me more furious than that one the first time I read it. <laughs> the, like, um, you did this and you're complaining about it. Right. The, um... The, the, the speech bubbles kept hiding the king's face. Yeah, I don't know why. So I kept thinking it was going to be some big reveal, and it, then it's not. <laughs> yeah. I think just... I think it kind of is a big reveal in a, in a weird way. Like, it's not like one guy. Like, it's just your everyday shitty aristocrat. It's yeah, not that's, that's some true. special powerful person with a magical devil fruit. It is the system that yeah. allows these everyday mm. Jim Schmims to be mm -hmm. well, do these whole things. It allows the poor to be trampled underfoot. Well, it, it reminds me of um, the my two favorite panels from well, uh, from the from Drum Kingdom, or at least in the top. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the exchange between Wapple and Dalton, where Wapple shrugs his shoulders and goes, "That's politics,", <laughs> That's politics. and Dalton goes, "That's bad governance." <laughs> 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 Mm -hmm. oh, bless Dalton, our, our man. Yeah. <laughs> what struck me was the line. Think about it. It's their fault for not being born aristocrats. Yeah. Which, like, mm -hmm. yeah. on the one hand, like it Ugh. is a cartoonish thing, yeah. but on the other hand, like that's what so much of people's logic boils down to. That's what it boils yeah. down to. Right. Yeah. Like, like if you fought, like even even if they don't me actually mean to say that like if you follow what they're saying out to its only logical conclusion like that's the only thing they can be saying yeah i think yeah. about like the rhetoric people used like in the aids epidemic mm. about like mm -hmm. queer folks i think about like the white supremacist rhetoric i think about like the way that people talk about fat folks like it's if just... they just worked hard sorry you were born wrong idiot 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Well, I mean, you got. Uh, 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 sorry mm-hmm. that 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 sparked a mini tangent, yeah. uh, Theo. You gotta also remember that um, the original name for AIDS in that epidemic was called GRID. The gay-related gay rela- gay-related dis- immunodeficiency. Dis- yeah. Oh, my lord. Yep. 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 I forgot about that. Was that. that. The CDC called it that. Thanks, I CDC. Today. I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. Ace and Luffy try and escape the fire, but are confronted by Blue Jam, who has decided to drag them down with him. Blue Jam asks them again where the treasure is hidden. Why? And Ace relents. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is this what you're thinking about right now? Uh, Ace relents in order to keep Luffy safe. I, I think it's. I think it's an attempt at like. Well, if he can't have. It, 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 if he's gonna die here, he wants to like at least accomplish one of his goals, like solve one of his mysteries. Or it's it's still like that basic bullying mentality. Yeah, like, it's like he he got it, one up, so now f- he needs to go fucking dick with yeah. these kids. He needs to feel in charge yeah, pay it at forward. least in some way. <laughs> yeah, that's not how that's supposed to work at all. <laughs> uh, Ace relents in order to keep Luffy safe, but when a pirate attacks Luffy, Ace freaks out, unleashing his own Supreme King Hockey. Which causes all of Blue Jam's followers to faint. Yeah. Ooh. Almost identical to the scene with Luffy at the gallows. Oh, oh my heart. Ooh, boy. Where they were going to execute Ace. One of my favorite uh, lines from Blue Jam in this was, I forget if we've gone over it, but he says, As the fire is curling around them, uh, he says, Human beings are strange creatures when we're thrown into the deepest mis- pits of misfortune. We start to laugh. <laughs> uh. hmm. 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 Imagine a dark Jaguar diesel. Blue Jam kicks the boy to the ground and pulls a gun on him, but is knocked aside by Dadon, who came to rescue her boys. Dadon! Dadon from the top rope. She did it with a Dadon. <laughs> Her men grab Luffy and she tells everyone to run, but of course, Ace refuses to run. <sighs> Dadon stays behind to fight Blue Jam with Ace while her bandits flee with Luffy. You know what? I'm just thankful that Dadon didn't just go, you know, Ace, someday that this stubborn nature of yours is going to get you killed one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all but say it <laughs> in this flashback. <laughs> Truly. That, that makes it hurt worse. Blue Jam tells them, a woman and a child. Maybe you've got some tricks up your sleeve, but overconfidence will be your undoing. Only two types survive on the battlefield, the strong and the cowardly. The brave always die first. That's how it's always say, been. Logia and mythical zealot. <laughs> <laughs> two genders. <laughs> As the people of Grey Terminal panic and lose hope of survival... A sudden explosion clears a path for them through the fire to the sea, where they find a large ship awaiting them. Yeah, I just love it. Well, I don't know what caused that, but what sure is lucky. <laughs> on board is Dragon, who tells them, Those of you with the will to fight for freedom, get on this ship. What if you don't have the will to fight, but you just want to live? <laughs> Can you... I think that is the will to fight. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and also on the I'll ship take with it. him. Yeah. Are in the background. Iva, 
Uh-huh. <gasps> and Bartholomew. Oh my gosh, Kuma. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. How did this follow me Kuma oh, yeah. in the background there? Just that sneaky little giant. <laughs> with his little with his little ears and his little hood. His little barriers. <laughs> what is going on? In his organization thirteen coat. Yeah. <laughs> God. Kumax. <laughs> uh, Ace and Dadon didn't return after the fire, and Luffy and the bandits were left to fret for them. Sabo makes up his mind to leave this country and set sail on his own. He thinks to himself. Ace, Luffy, I hope you two are safe. I want to see you so bad. I feel like a bird in a cage here. There's no way I can live in this country. The people here stink. What is freedom? Where can I find it? That's that's a big, like, 12-year-old, like, sprawled on the on the bed <laughs> looking up at the ceiling energy. Yeah. <laughs> freedom. Uh, Sabo set out on a tiny boat all on oh, his own. <laughs> Also, weirdly similar to the opening um, monologue in The Watchmen from from Rorschach. (laughs) You ain't wrong. (laughs) Sabo set out on a tiny boat all on his own the same day that the Celestial Dragons arrived in Goa Kingdom. Oh, bad day. Bad choice. (laughs) No, it's it's a good day. Perfect weather to set sail. (laughs) He said so himself. Mm Mm-hmm. His tiny ship was dwarfed by the massive world government ship escorting them. And though he barely even registered to them, they opened fire on him for flying a pirate flag and daring to cross their path. And they did this knowing full well that there was only a child aboard the ship. Yep. I think that the the beginning of the, the Sustil Dragon's line, it's like, well, you know, he flew a pirate flag. And I'm like, okay, kind of fair, <laughs> but... <laughs> And anyway, yeah. Nope. So like, I'm sorry to keep sorry to keep harping on this, but we can watch a member of the one percent murder a ten year old boy on camera, but yeah. Pell can't die, right? Yeah. Like, I, I like it's in a flashback, but it's still on camera. Like, right. it's that's, yeah, that's fair. It's it's and and to that point, Dave, just to. Just to combo off of that, not all, it's not that the ship opened fire on it. No, the, the celestial dragon had a bazooka and and aimed it at a kid on and, a boat. And even his his own crewman was like, "Really? There's a kid on that boat?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just I know it's I know it's not what we need to be harping on right now. But <laughs> uh, Ace and Dadon finally made it back home together to Luffy's relief. Later, while recovering together, Dodon asked Ace why he didn't run away from Blue Jam. And Ace said, Sometimes I get so angry, and I feel like if I run away, I'll lose something I could never get back. And this time, Luffy was behind me. Uh, Dodon recalled a time that she had a conversation with Garp about Roger, and how the Pirate King had been quite similar to his son in this regard. Garp had said, It's true he can be violent, short-tempered, and self-centered when he got mad, but in his heart he was straightforward and pure, like a child. He grew up pretty much the same way Ace did. Maybe because of that, he was especially afraid of losing his loved ones. Despite living that reckless life, he got lucky and survived, and in the end was branded King of the Pirates. Society saw him as a great criminal, but his friends trusted him completely. I'm a Navy soldier, and I still couldn't bring myself to hate him. Very interesting wording there. I wonder what that translation is. Uh, branded King of the Pirates. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I've, a title he chose. Yeah. I've wondered about that of like him. Who decides that? <laughs> yeah. Who decides that? And like, well, if he says, I'm going to be the pirate king, like how, how just like technically like right in, in the paperwork. Right. How does that work? <laughs> Legally. Is there an election? <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you be pirate vice king? Oh man. <laughs> I mean, by, I feel like by definition, the Pirate King's first mate would be Pirate right. Vice King. Vice King mm, of Pirates. Pirate Prince. One of Dadan's men, who witnessed what happened to Sabo, returns home to tell everyone. Luffy immediately starts bawling, and Ace, furious, tries to rush out the door to avenge his brother. However, Dadan catches him and slams him to the ground, shouting, You can't do anything on your own. All you do is talk big. What do you think you can do? You're just going to get yourself killed. You'll die and nobody will remember you tomorrow. You're worthless. It's this nation that killed Sabo. It's this world. Do you think you can do anything about it? Your father died and changed the entire era. Become as big a man as him before you even think about getting yourself killed. Ace is tied to a tree, so he doesn't do anything stupid before he cools down. (laughs) Fair. Fair. After this, no wonder Luffy was so relentless going after Robin, even though she said she was trying to save them. And before this, every time Ace would tell Luffy to stop crying and shut up, (laughs) Luffy would try to stop crying. Mm -hmm. This time he made no attempt. A letter Sabo wrote for his brothers arrives posthumously. Jason, do you want to read it? Um, sure. Want is a strong word. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's 588, pages 18 and 19. Ace, Luffy, did you get hurt in the fire? I'm worried about you guys, but I know you're alright. Unfortunately for you two, by the time you get this letter, I'll already be at sea. A lot of stuff has happened, but I decided to set sail before you guys. My destination is anywhere but here. I'm going to become stronger so I can be a pirate. Pirates are freer than anyone else in this world. We brothers should all become pirates one of these days. Then we can meet again somewhere out there. The ocean is vast and free. We'll meet again someday. Another thing. Ace, are you the older brother? Or am I? It might be weird to have two oldest brothers and one little brother, but the bond we share is the greatest treasure I have. Luffy is still weak and a crybaby to boot, but he's still our little brother. Take care of him. Uh, and just set to- just set to a panel of Luffy doing, like, the drippiest, snottiest kid cry. Is that Luffy? That's Ace. Oh, was that Ace? Ace. That's Ace. Frick, Mm -hmm. I thought that was Luffy! (laughs) Yeah, he waited till he was all alone on a on a bluff by the sea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue reading at the top of the next chapter, which is Ace and Luffy, then he takers for them. Can I, I do Ace? have do Oh right. To... Oh, yeah, Melissa. Uh, so I have an answer at preliminary at least to the uh, the wording of of branded the pirate king. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Which uh seems to be uh, in the Japanese less of a it doesn't seem to imply an external source the mm-hmm. way that does the translation is more um, that it's 
the the result of having that life is to be the pirate king. Culminated. Yeah, oh, like the the word is is result or consequence or outcome. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, of having li- living an unreasonable way, <laughs> the result of being lucky enough to survive is living living moss is what you're saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> the one piece is is a gordita. <laughs> Just waiting. I believe it actually. It's it's gonna be so soggy. (laughs) Don't get get my hopes up like that. (laughs) It's the last Mexican pizza. I will let you have one piece. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Uh, Fuck. Who would like to read for Luffy and Ace? Uh, I would like to be Ace, please. Okay. Uh, Laura, do you want to stick to Luffy? Yeah, sure, unless someone else wants to do it. I don't want to hog it. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> 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 <Let's pass. laughs> yeah, man. How long are you going to say like that? <laughs> the treasure we hid in the middle forest was all gone. Sabo never got to use it either. That's why I don't care about it anymore. There's no point in gathering treasure we can't even protect. Ace, I... I want to get stronger. I want to be lots, 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 lots stronger. So there won't be anything I can't protect. And nobody will ever have to go away again. So please, don't die, Ace. Don't be stupid. You should worry about yourself, not me. Don't you know how much weaker you are? Remember this, Luffy. I'm not gonna die. Yeah. Sabo told me to take care of you. I promise you. I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna leave my crybaby little brother behind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that smart. So, I don't know who or what killed Sabo. But whatever it was, it was definitely the opposite of freedom. Sabo died without being able to grasp freedom. But Sabo was our brother. And we're still alive. Listen to me, Luffy. We have to live our lives, so we don't have any regrets. Yeah. Jason, are you following along? Uh, yeah. Do you want to hop in with that little Sabo panel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We become true aristocrats when we turn 18. That's why I'm leaving this land when I turn 17. One of these days, we'll go to sea and live the life we want to live. We'll be freer than anybody, and we're going to make a lot of enemies, too. Even Gramps will be our enemy. Our lives will be constantly in danger. We'll set sail when we're 17. Nothing's gonna stop us. We're gonna be pirates! I just like that nice little detail about why they chose 17 as the number to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In honor of It's also just like a nice way of saying, this place doesn't claim me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um... That Luffy, that Luffy begs Ace not to die is so heartbreaking because it's like, in his little kid mind, that's what your best friends and brothers do. They die. <laughs> I regret to inform you that uh, the Viz translation has won fewer lots uh, than no. the original. Oh, oh, unfortunate. They skimped hour. on the lots? <laughs> lots gate. 
<laughs> this Luffy is canonically less strong than than Japanese Luffy. There it is. He's one less lot stronger. What? It's a split timeline now. <laughs> Once again, the Viz censorship has gone. <laughs> Too far. The bigger Luffy hypothesis. <laughs> <laughs> stronger Luffy. I'm glad somebody got that. Lots are Luffy. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, I will sh- I will share this in the in the Discord just because the the layout for Japanese text is I don't know just has a different yeah, yeah. vibe <laughs> that's that's visually pleasing yeah yeah moto moto oh you did this all right yeah yeah, yeah. Tiny the little suit. the little suit yeah I tiny always, suit I'm literally just at that in Duolingo right now and it keeps coming up <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely harder to read in uh, vertical text than yes horizontal. it is. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Dragon and the revolutionaries dock their ship at the island home to Zoro and Kuina's dojo to restock on supplies. Oh, is that the mm-hmm. dojo they're referring to? Yep. And we can see little see panels little of Kuina training and then Zoro lifting some very heavy rocks. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, that Oh my god. I, didn't, I thought that was I thought that was Ace or Luffy. Like no. it doesn't look like them That's at all. My, my brain it's didn't put it together. Mario boy. <laughs> my, my, brain, my eyes didn't put it together. Amazing. Do we know who the other people watching the boat are in the Zoro panel? Uh, yeah, they're, they're just the other kids from his flashback. Yeah, they aren't oh, okay. named characters. I don't think. I mean, I, I imagine Oda has names for them. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're the same kids that we saw in his flashback. Okay. If he doesn't, if he if you asked him, he would make up something up. Sure, oh, sure, right. sure, sure, and you'd never be able to prove otherwise. Uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> They'll have birthdays by the time the SBS is done. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. While they're restocking, it appears they are also administering medical attention to refugees from Goa. Mm. Mm. Uh, Luffy and Ace continue on with their lives, and they continue the practice fight tradition but they immediately feel Sabo's absence. Oh, they try oof. talking to a rock as if it was Sabo, but it doesn't doesn't last very long. It's... They, they it... like, hallucinate yeah. him <laughs> talking to them first. Yeah. Which... My... They imagine he's it's... still there. I, I feel like anyone who's lost a pet has gone through this. A hundred percent. That, that okay. ghost in your peripheral. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You think you hear that sigh? And, Lu- mm-hmm. and Luffy's like, Sabo was a nicer brother. What, you wish yeah. I'd died instead? <laughs> <laughs> Took it as a slight. They decide to start their own countries, and they annex land from Dadan's home to build ramshackle <laughs> forts on. Luffy's is much worse put together than Ace's. <laughs> hey, Dadan's country, are you there? <laughs> During one of her routine visits, Ace asked Makino to teach him manners and how to properly thank someone, knowing that he would have to go thank red-haired Shanks someday for saving Luffy. Hmm. This has got to be one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, it's another nice little detail because hmm. when we first met Ace, everyone remarked on how like well-mannered he was <laughs> compared to Luffy. Oh my yeah. god, you're right. Ariga, thanks, because I'm much. I, th- this is just a fun little thing. I I do like on on their little country fortresses. Mm-hmm. Um, their nation states. How aces aces is very like nicely neat printed. Um, 
and Luffy ran out of room. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> which is which is a, a, a carryover from the Japanese. In the Japanese, actually, his name is much bigger than the word country. <laughs> oh. His name takes up 75% of the That's great. Oh. Really cute. Did not budget for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I mean, what? They put the same amount of effort. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's been there, though. You know, yeah. you start drawing, mm-hmm. you start writing, and <laughs> damn yep, it. And then boom, out of, uh, out yeah. of space. As, as always, John Mulaney was right. That's why I switched to digital and never went back to paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Increase canvas, canvas size. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this canvas goes on forever. <laughs> uh, seven, so says I. <laughs> seven years passed as the brothers grew up together, and Ace finally set out on his own to become a pirate. Luffy kept up his training on his own, reading about his brother's exploits in the paper. 17-year-old Ace is such a cutie. Yeah. <laughs> such a little baby. He's a sweetheart. He's a lamb of God. Uh, eventually, Luffy left too, bidding Dodon farewell, telling her that while he might hate bandits, he likes her and her men. Oh. <laughs> and we get the worst, most incredible chapter cover in all of One Piece. <laughs> Where we see Luffy, Ace, mm-hmm. and Sabo all together, if what it would have looked like if Sabo had grown up with them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, if they all went out together. What a mean man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this Ichiro Oda. He's a mean. You're a mean one. I bullying me. Yeah. I strongly remember when that chapter dropped, and the reaction from everyone was just. <laughs> A unified groan. <laughs> <laughs> just you motherfucker. <laughs> Luffy set off just like we remember him, bursting with enthusiasm and confidence. But this and... time he yells to the sky, Look at me, Sabo, I'm going out to sea too, which we didn't see before. Yeah. <sighs> and of the romance dawn. Yeah. And um he didn't he didn't just punch that celestial dragon for Hachi. <laughs> oh no no he's been waiting to do that for a long time <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. nope yeah the um one of the things i really like about this prologue is that like yeah it comes later in the series and like yeah you could say uh, oda probably didn't have all this in mind when he when he drew the first pages though i'm not sure about that mm-hmm. but um one of the reasons I, I like it so much is that like if the the Luffy story had been shown to us in chronological order, it wouldn't work any less well. Yeah, like the things that we see Luffy doing and the th- the the parallels um, that make you know what happens to Ace hit so hard in reverse. Like if you had just if he if he had shown us this first, that would have just felt like foreshadowing. It would have <laughs> yeah. it would have felt completely correct. Is given additional punch for its placement, but it also doesn't necessarily feel like it had to be retrofit in or anything right, like that. Right? No, it doesn't feel like retconning right. or backfilling. <laughs> Not from my money, anyway. Yeah, it it feels consistent at least. Uh, we return to present day, where both enthusiasm and confidence have entirely run out. Luffy drops to his knees, sobbing, asking, "Me become pirate king? I'm so weak." Garp returns to Windmill Village and has his men put up a sign declaring it under his surveillance to ward off pirates, who are already getting more aggressive just days after Whitebeard's death. I love that panel. He, we feel much safer now. Thank you. Hooray. 
<laughs> Garp is assaulted by Dodon, who demands to know why he did nothing to save Ace. Makino tries to tell her that Garp is hurting more than anyone about what happened, but Dodon reminds her that, no, Luffy is the one hurting most. <sighs> the, the line from Dodon that gets me is, you chose work over family. <laughs> The job always comes before your family, I should say. When he just pretty much threw threw away his career and it wasn't enough. Somewhere. But he still is sure wearing that, that, that Navy uniform. Oh, yeah. But... From Don's perspective. Oh, I know. But from, yeah. from our perspective, it's just, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere far away in the new world, Shanks finishes setting up the gravesite of Ace and Whitebeard, where they rest next to each other. That is a gorgeous fucking monument <laughs> yeah with with whitebeard's gigantic coat uh, but it, it, it's funny that um ace's name like like luffy's and all the monkeys names uh are still written in the incorrect japanese style where it's pork as d ace but <laughs> mm-hmm. whitebeard is edward newgate like his well. name his name is written correctly <laughs> for the language is it do we know that huh. i guess <laughs> is this is this is his name Edward D Newgate or some shit? Or no, is, is his name Newgate his new, D Edward? Is, yeah, it's his name Newgate Edward. Interesting. Uh, Marco thanks him, but Shanks tells him to think nothing of it because enemy or not, Whitebeard was a man who commanded respect. Uh, and the first time I read this, I thought they were in like a field of flowers. But then I noticed, no, those those are guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's, those are all people oh, yeah. who came. To see the the monuments. Oh my yeah, god, god, you're right. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. I, I had the same uh, first and second thought. Um, it's that same feeling where you where you realize, oh duh, the spines on the cactus rocks are all fucking tombstones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except it's all relegated to one panel. Yeah. Right. Uh, Shanks thinks to himself, Luffy, I know you're in a lot of pain right now. I was surprised to hear what Ace did for you. It's exactly like what Captain Roger would do. I wished the captain would run away and let himself cry sometimes. Listen, Luffy, you grow up and become a man by experiencing victory and defeat, by doing difficult things and shedding tears. It's all right to cry, just overcome it. The greatest teacher failure is. (laughs) It is all right to cry. It's all right to cry. You know, if the constant crying in this series wasn't enough for... <laughs> Didn't clue you in. I've always been very... I mean, happy's the wrong word, but pleased... Impressed. I guess, to, to see how many male characters, like, grossly cry, <laughs> sob in this, yeah. in this series. Yucky cry. The good shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put some mucus in it. (laughs) (laughs) More slimy boys. We're going to read again. So I need Ace, Luffy, and Jinbei. Yeah. Jinbei. You want to do Jinbei, Dave? Oh, yeah, I can do do Jinbei. (laughs) I Um, thought that was you signing up. No, I just love Jinbei. Um, (laughs) Well, it sounds like you're perfect for the role. All right. Um, Jim Dave. (laughs) Uh, all right, where are we going from? Yeah, anybody anybody want to switch up, or everybody good just staying who they were? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with staying. Laura, are you Laura good? Luffy. 
Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Where are we uh, exactly <laughs> starting at? Uh, it's going to be Luffy with rats. I'm so weak. Okay, I'm right there. Just making sure. Rats! I'm so weak! I couldn't protect anybody! Luffy. Go away! Leave me alone! I can't do that. I won't let you go on hurting yourself. It's my body! I'll do what I wanted to do! That's how Ace thought. He died because he did what he wanted with his body. Shut up! One more word at you and I'll clobber you! Go ahead. That's what it takes for you to calm down. I'm injured as well, but I won't lose to the likes of you right now. Fighting happens. Shoom, swap, whoosh. Pow. Biff. Whap. Biff. Jimbei <laughs> plows Luffy into the ground and pretty much sits on him. Yeah. <laughs> Jimbei, when I was pursuing Teach, I met my brother in Alabasta for the first time in three years. One look at him, and I felt relieved. Do you know why? And then Luffy bites Jimbei. <laughs> Ow! That hurt! You little brat! Are you blind to everything now? Where's your confidence that you can overcome anything? What happened to that strength you never doubted? You've now met countless ruthless enemies who can easily crush you and what you believe in. You even lost your brother who was your guide on these seas. A giant wall stands between your eyes and the world. You can't see the way forward right now. Regret and guilt are consuming you. It may be painful for you now, Luffy, but fight it! Don't dwell on what you've lost. What's gone is gone forever. Try to remember what you still have. Luffy begins to count on his fingers. I have my crew! What a gorgeous double two Oh, yeah. gosh. I, I, I stare at this one for hours. <laughs> Those panels of Luffy counting on his fingers, like that, that pulled right on my heartstrings. Yeah. I just want to bring this up, but in the very first, like, volume, Luffy says 10 men should be about right. Right. And that always stuck with me. So he could count them on his <laughs> fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun sleeping tonight, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and right after he says that, Jimbei just says, I see. And he makes this very specific face that I, I absolutely love. I don't. We haven't seen Jimbei smile before this, the right? Mufasa grin. <laughs> he hasn't had much to smile about. <laughs> sure, but it just... <laughs> That's but, fair. But even as a smile, like, it feels like a very un-Jimbei face from <laughs> uh, from the, the person that he's presented as so far. I really yeah. like it. This section, particularly the Jimbei panel uh, before the page turn, or the, the Jimbei dialogue before the page turn... Mm-hmm. The, everybody's had had their their moments that made them cry reading this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one. That's the one that got me. You've arrived. I have. Yeah. I have arrived. And this. This you got one piece. This. Yeah. You got one piece. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to go into it, but this hit real personal for me. Aww. And and yeah. It's a good it's, message. It's mm-hmm. About pirates. It's about pirates. It's about. <laughs> Pirates. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep There's going a, a little bit because I want to get through uh, Ace's flashback also. And these. Okay. So just to the end of the chapter. Yeah. 
so, <laughs> or if you want to shout out every other crew member's name. Oh, <laughs> Zoro, Nami, Usopp, Sanji, Chopper, Robin, Frankie, Brooke, I have my crew! We promised to meet up someplace, and I have to go there. You know what I saw there, Jimbe? This oh, is a flashback in a flashback now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a kid brother like you makes a big brother worry. I bet he gives you guys plenty of grief. Take care of him, okay? He's not the same Luffy who couldn't do anything but follow me around. Now he has a crew of his own that he can depend on. He'll be okay no matter what happens. I feel relieved. Whew. I want to see them right now. I want to see them! And as a big brother myself, that's the part that hits me pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that I have had a moment like that with my brother as well. Oh, good. Hmm. I have to say, I there, there are uh, visual aspects I like in the anime version mm-hmm. of this. Um, and also, I haven't done a, a deep dive on it, but in at least in terms of the translation of the dialogue, I prefer the manga to the anime yeah. mm-hmm. the sub completely agree. that I saw. Um, especially Jinbei saying, it may be painful for now, but fight it. Yeah. And in the As anime, he says, bottle it up. Bottle, bottle yeah. it up. Bottle like, it? Yeah. Not healthy. Was a not healthy. choice of words. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, in uh, the anime version of this, you use a little bit of it here, but it's very noticeable in the anime. Um, when Luffy tries to gum gum punch Jinbei, like, he is very clearly generating more bandages to be on yeah. his arms as they get longer. <laughs> right. there, yeah, I was say, there's is, no is other way like, to interpret that. It's all elastic. It's all it's it's very good elastic yeah. bandages. Since you brought up the bandages, I did want to point out no. that um, I really you were like. Say it's an X mark. What's that? I thought you were going to say it's an X mark. No, no, not as, <laughs> it, this is more thematic than. <laughs> plot, but mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that at this absolute lowest moment for Luffy that he's in, entirely constricted in this way. Mm. Like, he's, he's also drawn as unfree as he could be mm. in his movement. Mm-hmm. And he's mummified. Yeah. And that's a feeling that he hates <laughs> the most in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting. It, it reminds me back at Baratier at the end of the fight when he woke up and he had like a huge bandage on his head and he just peels it off as soon as he wakes up and he says don't need it mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's that's Luffy he he peels the bandages off mm-hmm. doesn't need them they they restrict his movement too much mm-hmm. so Theo we found out who the fuck monkey D Luffy indeed is indeed we have <laughs> in, <laughs> in fucking deed we do I I won't say I'm happy <laughs> but who can say if I've been changed for the better I, I that, like, that, it's a feeling like digging into deep earth that has good nutrients of like when you have a deep conversation with somebody and like they share like the deep dark parts of themselves with you and like you're on the same wavelength it's a feeling like that, like, okay, we're, we are digging into the hurt that allows the lotus to bloom. And now that you do know it, imagine every time you reread 
the beginning of One Piece <sighs> up to this point. Well, like, mm-hmm. how much more is going to become apparent to you? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's why it's so incredible to reread this series over and over again Jesus. because we keep getting stuff like that. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what the hat means. Right. <laughs> at, this, at this juncture. Yeah, we still don't know who who Shanks D. Shanks is. <laughs> Shanks to Shanks. Shanks to Shanks. Monkey to Luffy. Uh, sometime later, Rayleigh arrives on the Island of Women. Looking. He fucking swam there. <laughs> I don't... I think my favorite part of this is... Did he swim all the way there from another sea with his glasses just on his forehead? (laughs) (laughs) Through the calm belt. Yeah. (laughs) He says that he came looking for Luffy. I mean, at least it's probably like... (laughs) It's not a turbulent swim. Yeah. (laughs) Aside from the sea monsters. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like, what's that to him? What is a sea monster to a dark king? (laughs) Trafalgar Law and his crew take their leave, satisfied with Luffy's recovery. (laughs) Yeah, how do you do it backwards? (laughs) (laughs) I have no doubt that you could do it, Lauren. Like, you have that power in you. Hancock is still trying to figure out if she and Luffy are married. Right. And what I thought here was, like, she needs to talk to Lola. If there's anyone in the world who understands whether or Mm -hmm. not you are married to someone... (laughs) There's, there's no greater expert in, on what this. A, what on a this pair series. the two of them would be. A force oh to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate and then the that... worst outcome would happen. Lola gives Boa some advice. <laughs> you have to ask, and then they say yes, and then you're married. <laughs> what does she say? Like He said her name ten times now or something like that? Yeah. Oh, is she Beetlejuice? Like, <laughs> 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 if we're not married, then what is married? <laughs> this is completely unreasonable. <laughs> uh, it turns out that Rayleigh and Gloriosa already know each other. Of course they do. He and Shaki took her and the Boa sisters in once they had escaped from Mary Joa. Oh, God, right. That reminds me of something else I put together uh, when re-listening to earlier episodes, because they talk about, you know, they took them in when they were escaping from being slaves. Yeah. And then I'm playing with the tattoos, and I realized... Like, obviously, all of the Sun Pirates have the the Sun Tattoos. Mm-hmm. Hachi's mm-hmm. is right in the middle of his goddamn forehead. Yeah. Like, yep. look at how much my property this, this person is. Yeah. Like, ugh. Potentially. He might have done that to himself. We don't know. I guess that's true, but... Ugh. Right. But either way... <laughs> Yeah, either even if it's the other one that that Hachi's such an absolute bro. He yeah, really means absolutely. it. Yeah, he's such a baller. <laughs> that would hurt like hell. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rayleigh had a feeling that he'd find Luffy here thanks to his conversation with Kuma before the war, who revealed to him that he was a member of the Revolutionary Army and did indeed intend to save the Straw Hat Pirates that day. I don't have much time left, he said. Luffy tells Rayleigh that he's headed straight back to Sabaudi to reunite with his crew, but Rayleigh reminds him of their crushing defeat and offers an alternative if Luffy chooses to accept it. Uh, We begin to check in on the Straw Hats in their various locations around the world. First is Usopp, who is actually on a terrifying Venus flytrap (laughs) island. I hate it and I love it. I... 
this it, Oda really is one of those people who like trips on the stoop when he's getting the morning paper and five incredible locations fall out of his pocket. <laughs> hey, here's yeah. a carnivorous flower the size of an island that eats Neptunians whole. And this, I mean, we'll probably see that for like one chapter. It's like whatever. <laughs> Ichiro Oda is one of the is one of the manga authors of all time. He's, he's the Dan Abnett of anime, in this, in, especially in this particular respect. It's it's kind of funny seeing this, and then in like a chapter or two, when they start to talk about the new world and how scary the new world is, and how yeah. it's like, oh, this is paradise. It's like, yeah, <laughs> literally coming from like you said, islands. We're still on easy. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> makes you wonder. <laughs> Heracles tells him that no one has ever escaped the island alive before. Usopp still fights desperately to get off the island, having seen in the newspaper the events of Marineford. How many people are there on this island that would try to escape? Because it seems like it's only Heracles. Yeah. Everyone else dies. Yeah. <laughs> only he's that badass. Fair. And he's stopped trying, maybe. Also true. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, Usopp might, might not be the first one he's taken under his oh. wing. Oh. <laughs> this is One Piece after all. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep an eye on those panel gutters. <laughs> Bring out your Pantone swatches. All right, still white. We're I think we're good. <laughs> Chopper, having mediated peace between the birds and humans of Birdie Kingdom, right. catches a ride on one of the birds to hurry back to Sabaudi. Uh, however, he gets the latest edition of the paper from a news coup on the way, and he is shocked by what he sees. <gasps> Luffy did this, but why now? <laughs> it takes so goddamn long for to this figure to pay out off. what <laughs> anybody is talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Man, imagine reading it week to week. God. Also, in the in the SBS for this is when uh, Oda reveals. That he, that he hid that third cup. Yes. Yeah. One panel. Yeah. Oh, he sure did, didn't he? <laughs> that rascal. It's so rascal it's is exactly the right word to describe Oda. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's so great that he can do things like this where it's like, yeah, I I was completely planning that, and then like you like you guys have said, it's like, oh, also, yeah, I completely meant to draw that that way. Or yeah, you know it's. And but also, go ahead. Oh no no, it's just he he. It's you know, it's, it's hard. I guess he. I wonder if he intentionally tries to blur the line at certain points. Uh, clearly, this was intended. But um, I, like you know. like I've said, interrogating the difference between those two things too much is bad luck. As a writer. <laughs> yeah. Like that is a that is a wave that you have to ride. I mean, what even is it? But also in. In this SBS, um, yeah. he's like, he's like shocked that 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 people did pick up on it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I put this there thinking nobody would get it. <laughs> he's like, these people, what's with you people? <laughs> That's how it works. They ate the II fruit. Well, I, you, you keep saying that. No, I don't like it. You do keep saying it, and I do not like that. <laughs> Over on Gloom Island the one that Zoro and Perona were both sent to. It turns out... Castlevania, you mean. What's that? You mean Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> turns out that it's actually the home of one Dracul Mihawk. Of course it is. <laughs> of course this is where this fucking this guy would live. Lord. <laughs> I love... It's amazing. Yes. 
He just he asked Kuma, where's the spookiest way. island? Yeah. <laughs> and Perona's and Perona's like, I'm mourning. Can't you at least offer me a few kind words? I'm a guest here. I never invited you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to remind you that that way back when we first met Mihawk, you, one of you guys made a Castlevania joke about Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> God, this hail dude... this hail this fucking gloomy camp queen. <laughs> this dude ruined my brain because I I told Tyler about this. I was listening to a podcast, like a TTRPG podcast, and one of the characters had a hawk. And every time he said my hawk, my, hawk. my <laughs> brain screamed. It's pronounced Mihawk. It's Mihawk. It's Mihawk and Monka Deluffy. Monka Deluffy, that the king is Mahawkany. Hey. hey, God damn it! Oh, Jeff. Jeff Zoro Keely, tries yeah. to fight his way. <laughs> oh, Jeff Kaylee. Zoro tries to fight his way off the island through monkeys wielding human weapons but they prove to be very tough foes. Do you know if you get a million monkeys wielding a million weapons for a million years, you can eventually have them produce the art of war? I mean, isn't that what happened? Yes. Hawkeye explains to him that these are called humandrills. Ah. (laughs) All right. They (laughs) They are intelligent baboons that imitate people. And because they live on an island that tore itself apart in a war for several years, the monkeys inherited the bloodlust of the people and their mastery of weapons. Oh, wow. The monkeys around Earth usually just, like, bathe in hot springs to try and steal alcoholic drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Zoro doesn't give a shit about any of that, because he needs to go to Luffy right away. Meanwhile, Nami has been imprisoned on Witheria, having been caught stealing their technology. I just really like that Mihawk's response to that is, okay. Do what you want. The Merlin Sorry. that Nami had been living with, who is named Mr. Haredas, comes to interrogate her for trying to pilot one of their balloon crafts. She explains the situation with Luffy and wins over all the other Merlins through her sobs. But as soon as they let her out, she takes Heratus hostage in order to commandeer another balloon to get back to the Blue Sea. Pirate. <laughs> <laughs> it, it occurs to me that all of that, like, dining and dashing and, like, stealing stuff that Luffy and Ace and Sabo did, mm-hmm. uh, that's more pirating than Luffy does at any point in the rest of the series. <laughs> Frankie is busy trying to steal an icebreaker ship to escape the winter island Baltimore that he's stuck on, and he rushes into one of Vegapunk's old labs. He's impressed by the blueprints designed by Vegapunk as a child, noting that they must be at least a couple hundred years ahead of their time. Uh, Despite having been continually warned not to press the self-destruct button in the laboratory by the inhabitants of the island that he had been staying with. Why would you even mention something like that? <laughs> he eventually does press it because it has a pirate symbol on it, the skull and crossbones. Amazing. Oh. So it's understandable why Chopper so wouldn't good. know what that meant. Yeah. Frankly, right. it is inexcusable. Right. <laughs> I think he just wanted to press it. Well, I think, yeah. he says a pirate symbol, yes, yes I am. <laughs> this is for me. Like the, so I'm a pirate. What? What is the Frankie Mount Rushmore? Oh, uh, that's just like a. 
You know, in GT, how there was the Goku in the sky at the end? <laughs> yeah, oh. it's just like that paint, like yeah. that yeah. painterly effect. It's just, of... it's just like a in memoriam almost. <laughs> it it like, looks like it's part of the mountain. It does. It's it's poorly rendered. Uh, um, it's it's just supposed to be like a. Yeah, that was Frankie. <laughs> Remember him as he lived. <laughs> also becomes like a running gag that I really like. Yeah, mm-hmm. just keeps happening. <laughs> the Frankie doing the thumbs up. Yeah. In, in the sky. That's, yeah, that's the energy I want. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, truly learning the way of the bard, developed new music and was able to pump up the Hungarians enough to battle and capture the long-armed tribesmen who are kidnapping their people. Uh, he does convince them to free the long-armed tribesmen, though, lest they be just as evil as them by imprisoning them, but is then immediately captured by said long-armed tribesmen who want to put him in a circus to make money. I love the line where they, like, they, they wanted to capture these uh, uh, these single-elbowed freaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I do like the him being like I made a demonic pact with them and I will eat your hearts and then they grab him like there's no such thing as demons moron <laughs> idiot <laughs> and he just yells Luffy help <laughs> and it's like a perfect it's like a kind of think of what it reminds me of it's like a cartoon short it's yeah. so perfect yeah. where they like they like the cycle is going to repeat and they learned exactly the wrong lesson. It's like <laughs> we know how to summon demons now with underpants. What up what up Robin, whom the revolutionaries refer to as the light of the revolution, is offered a meeting with Monkey D Dragon, but turns them down needing to return to Sabaudi. That is, until she too gets the latest edition of the newspaper and seems to decode a message that was left within it. The way this has been true forever, like this has always been true since, um, you know, since the end of his Lobby, but the way that Robin is drawn is so great mm. because mm-hmm. you have the contrast <laughs> with, like, you know, Luffy in the past few issues, uh, yeah. past few chapters, where Oda just draws these characters who are just like are just being completely destroyed by the depth of their emotion and then you have robin who like can barely express emotions at all like even in her good times all her expressions are very subtle still very stoic she almost never she almost right Mm -hmm. that's a really interesting that's a really good way to put it tyler she's stoic but you don't usually associate being stoic with smiling right and she is almost always smiling But anyway, so just like throughout this whole sequence, when she is learning things and, you know, hearing things that are incredibly fucking important, just the way that her expressions change very subtly is is really cool, I think. Mm -hmm. She's such an interesting character visually. Uh, Sanji meets Eva, who returned to the Kamabaka Queendom, but is struggling to prove that he is one of the Straw Hat Pirates because he refuses to claim ownership of his wanted poster. That's some another other guy. Perfect, <laughs> an, another, another perfect Eva gag. I can feel the passion in you. If you really want information about Straw Hat Boy, yeah, I won't let you have it! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I, I love Iva. She said, get fucked. I love Iva so much. 
Sanji challenges Eva to a fight to steal a ship <laughs> and leave on his own and is thrashed. Mm-hmm. Eva tosses him a newspaper to give him the latest details on Luffy, who is apparently making waves again. A dragon calls Eva over Transponder Snail, and the two discuss the current state of the world and the government's machinations, which are currently in disarray. Eva also wants to talk about what happened with Kuma. Over in Sabaudi, Duval and the Rosy Life Riders are doing their duty of protecting the Thousand Sunny from any and all threats. Hey. Uh, he's then approached by Bartholomew Kuma, the real one, the Bible one. Ooh, the Is Bible he? But he goes. But he but goes he... beep. Oh right, of course. Never mind. He's like fully mm-hmm. robotized at this point. Yeah, he goes beep. <laughs> he has the Bible, so. But also, we get one of those heartbreaking panels for me. The um, the Rosie the, the people at the Rosie, the Rosie Life Gang are beaten up. Oh, is led by a Sun Wukong character. Uh huh. He's wearing the the Sun Wukong headband and everything. He's one of the kidnappers they talked to also when Kami was taken originally. Oh, oh, I didn't remember seeing him there. Yeah, the Sun Wukong people, I, they were there for, like, a panel right. at mm. the beginning of Sabaody. Well, it just tells me that we're not going to get a monkey monkey for the guy that looks like <laughs> Sun Wukong, and now I'm sad. Oh. And there's been so many people who look like they ate the monkey monkey fruit. Like, I feel like it would be gilding the lily at this point. <laughs> yeah, but this was specifically Sun Wukong. I know you mean. Continuing short check-ins around the globe over in Alabasta, Vivi is also trying to decipher the message that Luffy has left in the newspaper. And elsewhere on the Grand Line, Crocodile and Dawes Bones plan their next move, heading for the New World. <laughs> the panel of fucking Crocodile just being that cheeky rascal. Yeah, the most <laughs> amazing so Crocodile little, face. Little s- fucking <laughs> Grinch grin. This panel looks really crocodilish. Come back to the wonderful <laughs> New World. Are you coming with me? Yeah, he says he's heading back to the New World. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Been there before. Might be where he fought one Whitebeard. Might be. Uh, Buggy reunites with his crew, introducing all his new followers to Moji, Kabaji, and Alvida, Hooray. and all of his former subordinates. His crew is just massive now. <laughs> he's gonna need divisions. Hmm. Oh my god. Uh, ooh, <laughs> okay. And he says unironically one of the most badass lines in the whole manga. Thus far, <laughs> he, he shows Alvita that he's found Captain John's treasure mark that Luffy gave him, and he says, you know which way the wind blows in this world? It's not to the east or to the west. It blows for me. <laughs> <laughs> and in the same panel where he says that, he's like, someone talks to him, and it's like his eyes bug out of his skull, like, what? <laughs> the government love, wants to talk buggy. to me? Is he going to become a warlord of the fucking sea out of this? Hold on to that thought. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Three decided to tag along with him and receives a message via carrier bat from the government that is addressed to Buggy. And apparently the contents within are quite shocking. Uh, So I need five readers for the next one. Can you guess who it is? Uh, Well, I assume we're all going to read it at the same time. (laughs) Just a cacophony. <laughs> yeah. The delightful uh, any, children. Yeah, any takers uh, for any of these I, dudes? I want to be Mr. Gorbachev. I want to be Mr. Gorbachev. Which one is that? <laughs> Which one is that? The, the one with the Gorbachev-esque birthmark on his head. Oh, the liver spots? Yeah. Oh, I wanted that one. Now nah, go for it. Oh, you can have them. No, nah, it's good. Uh, you, you call dibs first. 
I'll be the uh, I'll be the like I just I'll be the Buddhist monk looking guy. Okay. I just really like calling him Mr. Gorbachev. Yeah, it's, it sounds about right, honestly. <laughs> I'll be the really like skinny tall guy. Not really skinny, but like point he's shaped like a spade with the long hair with his like really you're talking about gone yeah. fall yeah yeah he's yeah. kind of gone fallish <laughs> yeah the second guy in mm-hmm. the in the lineup uh, so we need the first one and the last one still i'll i'll be uh, the hat guy uh justin or melissa do you want to be the the final one i'll do it this straw hat luffy is always in the news but considering he's garp's grandson i'm not surprised What's his connection to Rayleigh? I seriously doubt he'd return to the stage after so many years away. Jinbei is fully against us now. I find it very unfortunate, because he's joining symbolized peace and understanding between our species and the fishmen. The balance of the three great powers cannot be depended on any longer. Who can we use to fill the seven warlords' three empty seats? We should wait for further developments in the new world. Balance of power among the pirates will be shifting soon. We must pick the ones who have the greatest influence. Blackbeard has already begun his rampage in the New World. He's already taken out one of the rookies, worth over 100 million. He knows Whitebeard's territories through and through. Of the pirate candidates for the four emperors, he is the front runner. There is no historical precedent for a man who's eaten two devil fruits. Only the remaining four emperors themselves could possibly defeat him. And maybe Marco the Phoenix with Whitebeard's crew. Broja's problem here, as always, is D. With what happened with Porgaz, her name has become much too well known in recent years. Elsewhere in Marijoa, Sengoku discusses his resignation as fleet admiral with <laughs> Kong, the world government military commander in chief. <laughs> I'm, I'm fond of this guy. Uh, and we will we will see Kong again when we read Chapter Zero next week. But oh. he was formerly oh. the fleet admiral before Sengoku. Mm-hmm. Ah. So Sengoku was his successor. Sensing Sengoku. Something looks theme really here. happy to retire. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna take a poetry. To with... Gonna start a garden. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know take up the wonderful hobby of not having to deal with Garp and his fucking family anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna relax for the first time in 30 years. That's gonna cause someone else's receding hairline, not mine. (laughs) Kong convinces Sengoku to at least stay on in an advisory capacity in order to train up the up-and-coming marines. Garp has basically done the same as well, and the two of them leaving together would cast a shadow on the navy. Uh, Sengoku recommends Aokiji as his successor to Fleet Admiral. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's the least, like, chaotic <laughs> gremlin of the three admirals, so... <laughs> I mean, if it's gonna be... If you gotta pick someone... He can keep a cool yeah. head. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 <laughs> and also, kind of the nicest of the three. <laughs> right. This, yeah, I mean, this scene the most is allowed a child to live. <laughs> yeah, this which also was like unbelievably intense insubordination. That, like, right. If people had known about it at the time, like he might have gotten his head chopped off. So I don't know. Though I don't actually know if anyone knows about that. Right. Um, and that's the nicest he can go. Right. <laughs> the um, 
the this scene is actually very funny to me because he's in here talking to Smoker. They're discussing affairs, mm-hmm. and uh, he's talking about Smoker is talking about his, his own transfer, and it's yeah. like it's like wait, this is an admiral like doing admiral work. Like, doing, like, the administrative work of the Navy. Sitting at a desk. Like, an admiral, like, doing anything that isn't, like, flipping out and killing people is... Not punching people with ice. Is genuinely strange to me at this point. The idea that they actually have jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also yeah, uh, appreciate the that the Marineford is already under a prayer. Yeah. yeah. And they're already pretty far into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A well-oiled machine. Smoker is discussing a transfer in jurisdiction with Aokiji because he hopes to be sent to the new world. Mm. He would like to keep his enemies close by. <laughs> He's planning to get transferred to Grand Line Navy Branch 7. He's still after Luffy. Uh, Kobe is informed that he is experiencing the awakening of a hockey power in regards to the voices he's now hearing in his head. This was an X mark from way back in Skypea. Yeah. Some, someone's visceral reaction to voices fading away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forget his rank right now, so I'm just going to call him brand new. I think he's up for a promotion soon. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, he says, This is incomprehensible. During the Paramount War, we discovered he was the late Port Gastiace's adoptive brother and the son of Dragon the Revolutionary. And now we know that he's Vice Admiral Garp's grandson. This pirate, Monkey D. Luffy. He was missing, but it's been confirmed that he's alive. He has resurfaced here at Navy headquarters. And he's accompanied by that traitor, the former warlord Jimbei, the first son of the sea. And the Pirate King's former first mate was with him too, the Dark King, Silver's Rayleigh. Right now, Marineford's workers are rebuilding the city. Spectators have gathered from around the world. The press and civilians of all kinds are coming and going at will. Throughout the oceans, Whitebeard's death has led to various incidents among the surviving pirates. All our available troops are away from headquarters. They struck when we were short-handed. Those three must have known about it and came to steal a warship. Then they used it to circle Marineford once. That's the water burial ceremony of the sea. After that, Monkey D. Luffy brazenly entered the plaza and rang the ox bell 16 times. Then he threw a bouquet onto the shattered ruins of the plaza and observed a moment of silence. The press happily took pictures of him and reported on it. (laughs) This picture has circulated around the world. It highlights our failures to capture him. There is no greater humiliation than this. It seems this is his way of mourning his brother, Whitebeard, and all who died in the great battle. That's what the moment of silence encircling the ship were, but the custom is to ring the bell just twice. He rang it 16 times. This is a direct 16? challenge to our authority. <laughs> but uh, And in that picture of Luffy that's been in the newspaper, he appears to have a tattoo on his arm. Sure does. Mm-hmm. One that wasn't mm-hmm. there before. It's kind of hard to read. Well, I can read it now. Yeah. <laughs> now that you know what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, y- y- I-, I knew about this before I started reading One Piece, period, so <laughs> a little, little late for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, In the New World, Kid and Killer discuss the newspaper article about Luffy. Killer explains that it's a Navy tradition to ring the bell eight times in thanks for the past year, and eight more to pray for the coming year. He takes this to be Luffy's declaration of a new era beginning. I wonder if that's in the the same way that you would ring the bell at a shrine on New Year's Day in Japan. 
I imagine it's something like that. Yeah. yeah. The kid is not about to let Luffy have all the fun, though, and he plans <laughs> to snuff him out personally. Yeah, he takes it as a, as Luffy saying it's his era. <laughs> not on my watch. He's like, not on our. Oh, you think you're somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Whose bounty is higher? It's probably yours now. It's probably yeah. But look at all these yeah. people I've crucified. <laughs> have we heard I'm about like, um for fun? <laughs> have we heard about Luffy's bounty being increased after all this? Not yet. Okay. Not yet, but it's pretty certain. Yeah. Safe to assume it would. After what he did, Capone's ship is sucked into the sky by what appears to be a floating stone structure of some kind. <laughs> With what kind of resemble octopus suckers growing out of it? What? Yeah. That's my what note. The... <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know what else to tell that's you. That's what happens on the page. What? I truly what? don't understand what is being conveyed on this Not page. Not even with future knowledge? Not even. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. I th- Yeah, I think it might just be supposed to be Grand Line's fucking wild, man. Yeah, New World is crazy. Yeah. Shit's cray. Luffy, still recovering on Amazon Lily, hopes that his crew can decipher the message he left for them. All of them do, though Zoro does need to take some time to really study it. (laughs) He's trying so hard. Rayleigh was worried about him. Yeah. (laughs) Back in the New World, Basil Hawkins encounters the formidable brown beard. It's him. (laughs) It's them. Yeah. Both of them. Uh, and Mad Monk Yerouge comes across an island being perpetually blasted by lightning bolts. And a strange hag offers him an umbrella. <laughs> this hag looks a lot like, um, oh no, what's the name of the Star Wars man with the lightning? Oh, Palpatine. 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 The Emperor. Palpatine. Yeah. The Emperor. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, the narrator. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say really quickly. I didn't just because we kind of moved by it quickly. I just really liked the panel of mm-hmm. Frankie responding. Uh, just this very calm icy <laughs> as he's as he is just with his a horrifying yeah. animatronic. His face is obliterated. Skeleton. His whole face has been annihilated. Yeah. As, as he is a, as he is a Five Nights at Freddy drum scare. <laughs> yeah. I I read this. Oh my god. I, I read this in multiple sittings, and I stared at that panel for too long. <laughs> Just be like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> yeah. See, at least the bomb went off and hit the front of Frankie. Yes, yeah, good point. So, so mm-hmm. he's fine. He's good. Yeah. His yeah. face isn't good, but he is. And no one, else, yeah. and no one around him, no one who has to look at him is good. <laughs> but he's fine. Quite bad, yeah. The narrator reads... Every hardened warrior who sets foot in the New World, even once, describes the first half of the Grand Line the same way. That part of the sea was paradise. Uh, Hence, why it's called. I see you, Red Shoe Zeph. <laughs> I see yeah, you. does that imply that Zeph made it to the New World? It has to. Yeah. yeah. It, it does have to. Before before we move to the next volume... Mm-hmm. I do just real quick wanna wanna hit back on the uh, SBS where Oda shows all of the shirts yeah. of uh, <laughs> the flashback shirts and the the Luffy pun I don't know if it's a pun shirts are 
Amazing. Very good. <laughs> I want the one that says egg. <laughs> like, but half half of them are like it's half a word and an animal, mm-hmm. and it and it the word fills in with the sound the animal makes. So yes. like. So, lasagna, lasagna. Because it's a cat. Uh, that's, that's my favorite. Really I love the, it so the much. Chick, the ch- what? Here's the best part. There's one that that's tapioca, and the pio is a oh. baby chick, so it's like pio pio. Nice. But here's the thing. It's a double pun because if you were just to take the word taka without the little um chick in it, the word taka means hawk. <gasps> oh. Whoa! So it, it, it went it layers seven layer cheese quesadito up in this. I just appreciate that Oda wanted to make it clear that they weren't just wearing the same clothes endlessly. Right. Yeah. Also, that there was one he couldn't remember what it said. <laughs> yeah, I feel that one. Trafalgar Law's crew keeps puttering around Sabaudi Archipelago waiting for the right time to make their move. Before we really... (laughs) Before we really get into this... Here comes the ball! I like that he's kind of, like, chilling out, like, laying on Beppo, who is taking a nap. God, I wish that were me. (laughs) Hey, now, before we really get into this, uh, this chapter illustration for 595, The Pledge... One of my favorites in like, the whole series. Aww, they they all have little doodles yeah. on them. They're all drawing straw hat logos mm-hmm. on each other. Zoro's <laughs> reaching into the fridge like, hey, you guys want one? <laughs> <laughs> and the little word bubble thing that says, it's astounding how fast the time fleets. <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of any time Nami wears a tie. It's just a good look. Yeah. It is. It is. Is this uh, why they also, got Avril Lavigne to do the song? Probably. <laughs> the song for yeah. Uh, also, worth mentioning that Law's crew also mentioned going back to the New World. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Implying that they have been there before. Yeah. Well, yeah, The when all the supernovas were stated to have, like, traveled up to this point on the Grand Line. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. So is he slumming it back here? Yeah. Sandbagging. <laughs> Diaz Drake visits a favorite island of that idiot Kaido. Kaido. <laughs> he asks the guard if Kaido will come for him if he takes the guard's head. Unfortunately for the guard, he says yes, which is exactly what Drake wanted to hear. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> sounds good. That makes it easy. Yum, yum. Sounds simple enough, says the fucking dinosaur. <laughs> I love Drake. Drake, Drake is, is awesome. so cool. His hat is so and very... good. I love Drake. Drake no. God, oh, no. Jay, you ruined Drake. Now I hate him. Yeah, he's so he's very mysterious. I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about him and how he he got to this point. Scratchman Apu and the on-air pirates are on a random New World island, being pursued by a pack of huge boars who literally chase them into the sky along an invisible path. <laughs> they chase them into the crystal cave. Yeah, so fucking New World, just bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> Even more than Paradise has this been. This is a death world. Uh, Blackbeard and his crew sit and bicker on a burning island in the New World, wishing that they'd stolen a marine battleship when they had the chance, instead of using his stupid raft to go everywhere. I, I cannot handle how good San Juan Wolf is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just sit. He's just standing in the ocean. <laughs> good time. 
It's so hot. The ground is burning my feet. Ow. A fish bit me. <laughs> so I think that I feel weak is supposed to imply that he did eat a devil fruit. Oh. 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 So how did make that? You sharp one. Interesting. That's extremely obvious once you've pointed out. <laughs> Uh, we see that they have captured Jewelry Bonnie and her crew. No. Oof. So that's no. the that's the one that the the elders were referring to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he captured. And they are offering her to the Marines in exchange for a ship. However, Van Auger determines the Marines are not approaching in peace when he spots Akainu aboard that ship. Oh. <laughs> and even Blackbeard, who is seems to be like in the process of turning into a demigod. <laughs> like, here's Akainu is coming. It's like, fuck that. I'm out. Uh-uh. Did you see what he did to Ace? Nope. I am. Blackbeard is good out here. <laughs> it's the one person that we can't bargain with. They all decide to just beat feet. <laughs> Akainu collects the bound up Bonnie, saying, A cold shiver ran through me when I heard you'd run away from the government. But it's all over now. What? Who the fuck is Jewelry Bonnie? Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? What? We've got a, we have yet. another one, folks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, we needed a new one, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Fucking take your pick, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Doflamingo reports in to a man in a white coat and a bowler cap mm-hmm. whose face is shrouded in shadow. And he reports that Gekko Moria quite literally disappeared before he could finish him off. Hmm. Stupid shadow powers. Mihawk was commenting earlier that the article about Moria being dead that he and Prona were reading was not convincing. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Thing he, was, to say. he was alive and well last time I saw him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I like that even though he got away, they still report him as dead anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is good as dead. He's irresponsible. <laughs> the bowler cap man chastises Dofi for fucking up the assassination, but Dofi responds, Watch your mouth. When did you become my boss? I don't care how much pull you have with the government. I'm a pirate. That has nothing to do with me. If I lose interest in our little deal here, I can quit being one of the seven warlords any time. Don't you forget that. So those of us like me uh, who do not know, who do we think this is? I don't know. I'm not in the business. I'm, I'm not an astrologer. <laughs> That's so, my job. Very good. Sorry, so Jay, who do you think it is? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's Vanquipunk. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Oh, that reminds me, Tyler. A while ago, you said we are soon going to meet a certain scholar. I didn't say that. Oh, somebody said that. That soon. Oh no, I was saying that scholars say the craziest things. No, I know, but someone said. A while ago, we are soon huh. going to meet a certain scholar who will tell us things about devil fruits. Yeah, that was in the SBS. Yeah, that one's oh, on Oda. Oh, okay, okay, and right. and soon can mean goddamn anything to Oda. We'll That's get fair. to it right yeah. after Fishman Island, which, as we've established, is coming right up. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's really soon, you guys. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. I want to ask Tyler. Uh, do yeah. you think this Bowler Cat Man is the is the the same Bowler Cat Man? Yeah, I sure do. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I've been wondering, hmm. too. The We've talked about it on the Discord. The anime kind of fucked this scene up. Oh. Um, because they actually draw this man's face. Oh. Uh. Mm. But it was shrouded in shadow for a reason, I think. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
Interesting. Uh, Chopper returns to Birdie Kingdom disguised as Chopper Mask. Oh, baby! <laughs> I love him so much! I love <laughs> Chopper Mask. He was feeling a little sheepish about returning immediately. <laughs> he learned it from oh, Usopp. <laughs> did. Well, did he learn it from Usopp? Did he ever figure it out that that... that... <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Why would he? I, th- I, I think he just assumes that's Sniper King's face. <laughs> why would he? Be I just assumed a mask? this was Oda wanting to make Chopper Mask finally canon. <laughs> was is that a thing? Well, Chopper, Chopper Man. Yeah. Oh. He's got two different alter egos. The Islanders see right through him, being a lot brighter than they look. And Chopper himself admits to misjudging the villagers' intelligence based on their looks, because they actually have pretty high-tech weaponry and an enormous library, which they offer to let him conduct research in. <laughs> Joke's on you. I can... Maybe you're not aware that you were thinking out loud, but, but that first part was really It was very impolite, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Chopper thinks back on how far he's come as a pirate since leaving Drum Island and decides that for Luffy, he'd even become a real monster if he had to. Chopper, no. That is a concerning Chopper, don't thing say to that. say. Yeah. <laughs> my my X-Mark document can't take it, Chopper! <laughs> Sanji, over in Kamabaka Queendom, is introduced to their specialty, attack cooking. <laughs> sure. Of I course. I think this just means spicy. Uh, I feel like this draft was due a lot sooner than Oda realized. <laughs> but but yeah, Iba, it's called attack. Cookies. But Iba makes it work somehow. <laughs> uh, it's a culinary art developed to channel power into the consumer. That was a really good pun in Japanese. Oh, maybe. I'm looking. <laughs> you under- yeah, Melissa I understands s- her yeah, fate. I said directed. Uh, <laughs> Turning slowly to face the <laughs> uh, Eva says, if the entire world drank milk every day, crime would disappear from the face of the planet. Can you believe that? Can you believe look, that? Look at the powerful muscular form of my beautiful candies and their kind hearts. Food is a part of your environment. It affects your physique, personality, your whole body. This food goes all out. You really are what you eat, I guess. Mm. Uh, Sanji wants to learn the ways of attack cooking but Eva refuses to just hand over the secrets. Sanji's going to have to fight for them, literally, by defeating the 99 masters of Kamakarati on the island. Nice. Sure. Sanji says, I wasn't born to be the friend of women. I was born to love them. And it's like, all right, I think I see uh, the root of your problems. (laughs) We're we're beginning to to dig down to the source of the issues. I I hope we we can... No, go on. We can rule out the fact that that Sanji is a demisexual. (laughs) (laughs) Nami convinces Haredas to teach her as much as he can about the weather of the Grand Line, especially the New World, so that she can safely navigate her crew through those waters. And she's basically just complaining about Luffy the whole time. (laughs) He's such an idiot, needs me to keep him out of trouble. Uh, She's also going to attempt to weaponize their technology. (laughs) Of course. Why are you smiling like that? Please stop it scaring us. <laughs> uh, Brooke put on display in a cage for the long-armed tribe, vows to overcome his hurdle for Luffy's sake, and he picks up his guitar and performs his newest hit single, 
Bone to be wild. Yeah! I love Brooke. <laughs> and this is a real song in the anime. Amazing! Yes! Oh, of course it I is. Good. Of course. Yeah, I'll send it to you guys later. I want to hear it. I don't suppose it's anything similar to the no <laughs> born to be wild. No, it is not. Wow. Uh, Robin, having deciphered Luffy's message, agrees to go with the revolutionaries and to meet Dragon, hoping to grow stronger for Luffy by seeing the world through his father's eyes. Mm. Frankie, who, as we discussed, exploded all of his skin off, decides to live in Vegapunk's secret second lab to learn from his blueprints and incorporate them into his own future designs. Uh, in order to not frighten people with his horrible visage, Frankie dons a tiger skin coat, including tiger head, which, which doesn't you, help at all. By which you mean he picks up an entire tiger rug off the floor and just puts and it on puts himself. puts it on. <laughs> Makes like a it coat. worse, actually. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it double doesn't help when it catches on fire. And he runs into a pack of marines, giving them all heart attacks. <laughs> and once again, we I get mean, the uh, <laughs> the Frankie and the Clouds gag. Yeah. <laughs> With the thumbs up. <laughs> Usopp convinces Heracles to train him, both physically to put on muscle and drop the weight he picked up, but also botanically about the island and its natural defenses. He tells him, somewhere, somewhere deep inside... I always thought Luffy would become Pirate King on his own. But that's not true. There are enemies out there he can't possibly defeat. Even Luffy can lose. He's been pushing himself really hard, but deep inside he's screaming. That's why he needs me to help him. And as the training begins, Usopp thinks to himself, Just you wait, Luffy. To help you become King of the Pirates, I'm gonna become the real Sniper King. I love Sniper King real. Sniper <laughs> King real. I love that this is where his his arc got, like culminates to. The, um, so perfect for him. Um, and then the uh, the cover of the last chapter here is mm-hmm. <sighs> Whitebeard and Roger mm-hmm. in their in their full glory. Two bros. Two bros growing yeah. out. <laughs> two, two bros pizza. <laughs> Uh, on Gloom Island, Zoro begs Mihawk to train him, which is <laughs> an audacious funny. thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you train me enough so I can beat you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mihawk mm-hmm. assumes it's because Zoro can't get past the Humandrils, but Zoro corrects him. He already beat all the monkeys, and the only foe left on the island is Mihawk himself. Mm-hmm. He asks again for Mihawk to instruct him so that he can surpass him. This is probably one of my favorite panels here because he's got that like deep bow Seiza head on the ground pose, uh, and we're just seeing him begging Mihawk. And then when we get the close up of him saying that he beat the Humandrels, we we see drips of blood coming from for coming from him for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mihawk laughing is a 
a strange and wonderful thing to witness. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Dave, do you want to read Mihawk's lines? Tyler, you you spoil me. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Where am I starting? A special a special treat with mm. with the laughing. Oh, hang on. All right, I gotta. <laughs> Oh, you you sprung me on this. I can't. Yeah. Mm. I gotta. Here, I can I can give you a second. Uh, the uh, attack cooking. Uh-huh. Ooh, yeah. It means it means attack cooking, but the word used for attack is specifically a term mostly used in kendo. That is, thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> not sponsored. A uh, a Japanese martial arts term for a kind of psychological pressure. The seme is the one inflicting something onto the uke. Uh, it is oh, also... Is that where this comeback comes mm-hmm. from? It is also an attitude meant to disrupt the opponent's sense of confidence and resolution prior to an attack. Huh. Alright. So it's what's a, the, it's a what kenpo What is the pun. name of the, of the actual, like, kendo term? Would it... Say that again? For, what is the actual, like, a term for attack cooking? Uh, it's, uh, seme. Ah. Semi no Yuri. That is fascinating. Yeah. yeah I guess we gotta no... give Oda credit. You gotta Maybe. give gotta give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's kind of a call callback to um Mr. Two with a Okama Kempo. Well that's not where that's not where my brain went to. Um Oh no, yeah. Semi Semi and Uke <laughs> are also yeah. terms in Yaoi yeah. for the top and bottom yeah. of a pairing. Yeah, that, yeah. that definitely perked my ears too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went. Oh, hold on, just one moment. This, uh, <laughs> this, this explains. Oh, hold on, then. I know those that words, is, but not for those reasons. <laughs> that is uh, that is linked in the C also at the bottom of the uh, Wikipedia article. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. I'm I'm prepared. All right, take it away. Dave. As as much as any man can be prepared. Sure. To read to read for Mihawk. Um. Yeah, Zoro asks him to train him so that he can surpass him, uh, and Mihawk just laughs. <laughs> you want me to teach you the sword so that one day you can take my head? You're a strange one. <laughs> You're still a shameless fool. So you value something more than your own pride. Ghost girl, see to his injuries. Hey, don't order me around. <laughs> When, when your wounds have healed, I will instruct you. Such a clumsy fool. When a man of your caliber abandons his pride, it is always for the sake of another. Zoro explains the message Luffy left in the paper to Perona. Luffy's arm had a tattoo that said 3D2Y. But the 3D had been X'd off. Zoro finally deduced that 3D meant the three days that they had promised to meet back in Sabaudi, but Luffy was now telling them to meet back up in two years instead. He says, Luffy's made his decision. There's no shortcut to the top for us in the new world. We have to stay where we are and build up our strength and reunite in two years in Sabaudi Archipelago. Uh, Meanwhile, a few days earlier, Luffy and Jinbei parted ways, promising to meet each other again in two years on Fishman Island. Promise? Yeah, promise. <laughs> uh, Rayleigh brought Luffy to a deserted island near Amazon Lily, which is still in the Calm Belt. And he brought Luffy here to train him in the ways of hockey. The One Piece kind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's the puck, there's the goalies. 
It's gonna Not take a lot of ice years. on this island, but we'll there's make a, it work. There's a lot of nuance to this sport. <laughs> you have to fight every game. Well, not you specifically, but somebody does. Uh, and one final reading this week. Who wants to do Luffy and Rayleigh? <laughs> well... <laughs> well, <laughs> let me uh, well, shut my door again. A jet, like a, a small mechanical crane arm, just gingerly puts a straw hat onto your head. <laughs> <laughs> You've been chosen, Justin. Do you want to do Rayleigh? You haven't read yet. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, I can do Rayleigh. <clears throat> Before we do, put, put this... that new mic through its paces. <laughs> the shot of this island is so. <laughs> the shot of this island is so lovingly rendered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you can tell he went out of his way to like do a jungle shot that like didn't feel like uh, Little Garden or Skypea. Right. Mm-hmm. It had to be different from both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it and it worked. <laughs> uh, we'll start with now then for Rayleigh. Now then, there are only two people left on this island. Behold the natural grandeur. This island was inhabited in ancient times, but those people lost the battle for survival. This is a deadly natural fortress. I smell adventure! And I sense an insane number of ferocious beasts. They're innumerable. Guess how many are stronger than you? Over 500. You better get stronger quick if you want to sleep at night. How do you know all this stuff? It's not so strange. You're going to learn this power yourself. It's called hockey. Hey look, something's coming, Rally. Listen, Luffy. Hockey is a power that lies dormant in people everywhere. The ability to sense spiritual energy and overpower enemies is something everyone possesses to some degree. But most people never discover it. Is that an elephant? Wow! (laughs) They live their lives without ever reaching their full potential. To never doubt, that is power. Now watch, most hockey can be divided into two main categories or colors. Look out! Don't worry, the elephant is swinging its trunk at my head from my right. What? The power to acutely sense an opponent That's the color of observation hockey. Training this ability will allow you to read the location, number, and movements of enemies you can't even see. Hey! And Luffy just remembers the times he's encountered Mantra before. (laughs) In the Sky Island of Skypea, they call this power Mantra. Next is the color of arms hockey. It's like an invisible suit of armor. And Luffy remembers the times he's encountered (laughs) that as well. (laughs) That armor can be used as a weapon. Flick. Ow! I'm made of rubber, but it still hurt! This is the most effective part of this power. Other than attacking their weak points, the color of arms hockey is the only countermeasure effective against devil fruit users. Those Logia types with their fluid bodies may seem practically invincible to you, but even they are vulnerable to this power. Is that how you were able to hit Kizaru? Then you even attack navy guys like Smokey. Now Kiji with this? Have you ever seen the bows and arrows of the Kuja? This power can be applied to weapons, too. Yeah, I thought those arrows were made of iron. The color of observation and the color of arms are the two hockey powers. However, in very rare cases, some people are able to manipulate a third form of hockey. This is the power to overwhelm, the color of the Supreme King. Most people who've made a name for themselves in the world possess this power. Though you can control the color of the Supreme King, you can't train it to be stronger directly. It is the embodiment of the spirit of the user. The only way to make it stronger is for the user to grow stronger. That's what you did at the auction house. You should have already experienced it firsthand. Your inner talents with the color of the Supreme King have already been awakened. 
but don't use it too much until you have it fully under your control or you'll end up overwhelming people you don't intend to. What's wrong? Awesome. The Pirate King's crew can defeat a monster like that without even touching it. <laughs> Do you respect me more now? Yeah, but I've seen this hockey thing lots of times before. I'm sure you have. Just remember, it's not easy to learn. It usually takes longer, but you have talent. Over the next two years, I'll teach you the basics. Of the color of observation, the color of arms, and the color of the Supreme King. Okay. Most people are only adept at a few things. They gravitate towards the color they're best at. You have to find out what you're good at and focus on training that particular color. Training all of them will, le will give you even greater potential. Alright. But be warned, I won't go easy on you, Luffy. Okay, lay into me! Hey, hold on. The pirate straw hat Luffy has to take a break. You said this area is safe, right? That's right. This too? Hurry up, I'm about to start. Alright, thank you, old man. Don't call me that. You have to say please, Rayleigh, sir. Wait, how about teacher Rayleigh? Or maybe master? Let's get started, Rayleigh. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and that final panel will haunt me for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the straw hat on the, on the perch. Yeah, yeah. just with the, the Viva card in it. Uh, any other thoughts for volume 60? And probably brief ones. We'll, we can save a lot of the like bigger chatting for uh, an upcoming episode, because we have run <laughs> longer than ever. Oh, <laughs> oh. Sorry, Tyler. The big well, one. No, blame uh, blame the person who sent us that wonderful email. <laughs> That's true. That really yeah, segued yeah. us. But yeah. <laughs> I like. How dare you break. wrestle? Thank you so much. I'm so yeah. Glad. I'm so appreciative. <laughs> uh, I love uh, transponder snail Iva and the very depressed white yeah. transponder snail. A <laughs> <laughs> um, lot of great panels in in this volume volume and change one of my favorites has to be um the pirate monkey d luffy has to take a break yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's something really good about that um that wording i think mm -hmm. <laughs> that the spirit behind it uh anything else or should we just get into x marks Let's so that we can get x oh right x marks Let's yeah. go. <laughs> i right. completely yeah. forgot about x marks uh all right yes have have us eat good before this time skip, Tyler. Yeah. All right, everybody ready? I'm ready. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Sabo was supposed to marry a girl from the royal family. Oh, no. I don't know what that means. It's just worrying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luffy's dream, which was that panel we talked about where his line got cut off for some reason. Mm -hmm. Also, in that scene, Ace and Sabo's bandages. Huh. There's a very specific panel of them saying, like Dave, huh? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I'll have to go check that uh, out, yeah. Yeah, you'll have to check it out. Oh, again. I know what you're talking about. But the, the placement of their bandages on their face is very specific and should hmm. be remembered for later. Hmm. Noted. <laughs> because, of course. Uh, <laughs> yep. Sabo called himself a bird in a cage. Uh, the revolutionaries were patching somebody up at Zoro's Island. A D will always attract a storm, said Trafalgar Law. But not a hurricane. Uh, <laughs> no, that's love. Uh, a council of revolutionary executives. This is the first time we've heard about that. Aokiji is supposed to become the fleet admiral. Uh, the G5 marine base that Smoker is wanting to be transferred to. Law's crew mentions going back to the New World. 
Bonnie ran away from the government? The bowler cap man. Mm -hmm. Significant hats. Doflamingo threatens to quit the seven warlords. Doflamingo has a deal with the government. Or with this guy specifically. I don't know. Right. Yeah. He says, our little deal. Uh, Chopper says that he will become a real monster. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Chopper. (laughs) Uh, This is not relevant to who's doing it, but Eva was drop-kicking Sanji. So the X mark is just (laughs) (laughs) drop-kicks. Is it relevant to who is being drop-kicked? Unfortunately, no. Uh. Just the concept of being drop kicked. <laughs> Nami threatens to jump off of a sky island. Um. Oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Nami. Oh dear. Bone to be wild. <laughs> of course. And finally, Vegapunk's research ranged from warships to human cells. Yeah. Yeah, what? He had a lot of varied interests. We know about <laughs> cells? Yeah. It's a I, regular Dr. Giroux, that one. I, yeah, I, I could go on about those possibilities <laughs> for a while, so I will cut myself <laughs> off now. <laughs> Jason, save us from ourselves. I, all right. Actually, you got well, it. Only the power of the stars can save us. Actually, I, Matt, do I you have, have an extra one? I have one. Oh, Please. Um, <laughs> X-Drake X wants to meet Kaido. Mm, yeah. Mm, okay. Or sorry, Diaz Drake. <laughs> Why is it written like that? <laughs> there's a reason. Yeah, of course there is. Of course uh, there's a reason. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, I've got a, I got a reading for you, please. Um, and I, I wanted to, you know, say see uh see one of our our sweet little urchin boys off into the 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 wild blue sea. Oh no. Oh, no. Uh, with a reading for our dear Sabo. I'm hearing the goddamn music already. <laughs> no, that's Vesta. Oh, that's also yeah. Oh, honey. Bless. Um, <laughs> he's, he's all, she's also sad about Sabo. Yeah. With the birthday of March 20th, making him a Pisces. <laughs> Sabo, this is what the stars have to say about you this week. You shouldn't try to fight the feelings that run through you today. Don't even try to rationalize them. These feelings are probably related to emotions dating back to your childhood. Don't avoid them. Don't overanalyze them. There will be a lot of turmoil welling up inside you. You should try instead to find some peace and quiet with someone special. It's about pirates. Uh, thank you all for listening I appreciate everyone who tunes into this show every week and next week the podcast piecemeal has to take a break but not really we're just not going to read another volume for a month Mm -hmm. because that's what I had to go through (laughs) before the time skip if I ever do the Homestuck podcast if we get to that point (laughs) we have to take a year off (laughs) to make make everyone suffer But, but also it's good to take a break every once in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But instead of that, we're going to watch Strong World next week and read Chapter Zero of One Piece. Mm-hmm. 
And then there will be other bonus episodes in the weeks to come before we return with the rest of Volume 61. <laughs> which, which have we mentioned on, on the show yet how, how wild this timing is? With, <laughs> no, we haven't. Yeah, with the actual, like, current It's chapters. happening again. He's taking another month-long break, <laughs> which is the first time he's done it since this one. Since this one happened. Oh, God. Serendipity. <laughs> yes. So at the same time I can't read old chapters, I can't read new chapters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so until then, Matt, where can our Nakama find you on the Grand Online? Uh, well, if you feel so inclined, you can find me over on Twitch and Twitter.com under the username DefineProg. That's D-E-F-I-N-E-P-R-O-G. Jason? Yeah, you can find me at Twitch.tv slash Jaycavs, J-A-Y-C-A-L-V-E-S, where I will be streaming, uh, you know, usually towards the middle of the week, usually towards the evening. And coming soon to your podcast feeds uh, every other Wednesday will be the return of Destructo Discourse <laughs> colon Origins Ugh. where we will be talking about the original Dragon Ball series uh-huh. and I, I and I said it on the on the podcast now so that means I have to get it finished <laughs> you can do it I believe in you look into it you have your Nakama around you Prepare the bucket. Yeah, the bucket. I forgot about the bucket. You'll understand what that means when you listen to it. (laughs) It is serendipitous timing, though, considering how the podcast this episode started. Uh, Justin. Hey, um, I am at WJustinKing on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Still kind of quiet over on both of those at the moment, but uh, I post art and stuff occasionally. Laura. Uh, speaking about being quiet with posting, uh, <laughs> go by hi, I'm Laura on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, give me money anyway. Uh, and I am an animator, I do art, and I'm dabbling in music. Melissa? Yeah, I'm not doing too much right now anyway. Go watch <laughs> RRR on Netflix. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Dave? Yep, I am Scythe. P-S-Y-T-H-E on Archive of Our Own. I write fan fiction and watch that space for the next week. Ooh, nice. Uh, And Theo. I don't do much on the internet, but if you happen to be in or around Dayton, Ohio, you can come to the Black Box Improv Theater. Uh, We have shows every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and I perform Thursdays and sometimes Fridays. You can follow this show on Twitter at MealPeace and pin there as an invitation to join our fan Discord, The Mess Deck where you can find uh, sections to talk about the latest podcast episode that released as well as the volume that we read in it. Or you can hop on over to the spoiler section to discuss the remainder of the series with those of us that are already caught up. Uh, If you'd like to have your email read on the show, you can send it to piecemealpodcast at gmail.com. And I would appreciate it if you could rate and review this show on your podcast service of choice and make it a five-star rating so that all of the One Piece fans of the world can find us. As they have been doing. Yes. Uh, This has been Piecemeal. Keep dreaming.